0: Welcome back to episode 36 of the All Music Is Good podcast. The podcast that takes a deep dive into a bunch of recent releases. We like to get right in there to try and work out what's great and sometimes not so great about each one. This week we're checking out albums from Robert Glasper, Mary J. Blige and Tears for Fears. Now when Arik and I ended the last episode, we had booked in a quick return bout with one of our favourite guests so we could do a symbolic handover while Arik was off on paternity leave. Now I say symbolic because both Arik and I know that the calibre of the replacement host is far and away he's superior in every aspect so when I say replacement we both realise that he may never get a look in on this show again but maybe I'm being hasty because we should let the ratings do the talking and we do know that Arik's got his cousin in uh, in Jerusalem or Tel Aviv who listens to the show who does generally tend to bump up the ratings quite somewhat but I digress because all that went out the window two days prior to what was um, when we were to have our last taping Arik's much better half went into labor three weeks early so it's with much happiness tonight that i can report that last week they welcomed into a world a beautiful baby girl and both mother and child are well they're now at home and being inducted into the unique joys of what father and motherhood actually is so instead of hearing rx Dawson tones this week we've made some calls to his replacement Um, we've talked to her management We've had some tough conversations around contracts, fees, and availabilities. But after a long and protracted negotiation, I'm pleased to report that a management group and the All Music is Good Executive have come to an re- agreement where we're happy to um, have sorted out some stuff. And we're happy to welcome her tonight into the vacated hosting position. And for few future episodes, we're at least until Arik wraps his head around fatherhood, which, quite frankly, could be years if ever. Her last appearance brought about what is perhaps best remembered as our best ever rating scale with the now legendary Melways, not Gregory's rating scale, where the highest score was 15, because of course, Glenn Roy is on map 16, her place of residence. She was our first ever guest on the show and she holds a special place in our hearts. Can I say her big hello to my guest co-host, Kylie Aldis. Kylie, welcome.
1: Thank you very much, Warren. It's so like overwhelming for me to... Uh <laughs> be here in the in the hot seat and be listening to that massive welcome and, and thank you. I'm so happy for Arik to be a father and, um, it, you know, he's, he's his first child but um, as the mother of two children, I understand that I would do anything to get back to work.
0: <laughs> well, I think paternity leave only goes for <laughs> two weeks so, you know. Uh, he's got yep. two weeks at home But I, look, I did see him tonight I had to He stole my 58 um, So I had to go and pick it up And uh, look, he looked very happy um, uh, Mother and child were in a separate room Like they're obviously off limits I don't know if it was a COVID thing What it was But you know, hopefully You know in the future, we'll you know we'll get to meet. Um, I think it would have
1: been nice if you could have waved to the baby through <laughs> the window. Perhaps
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe they could have come to the window and they um, could In have the waved to my COVID. fifty-eight fifty-eight at them. <laughs> um, how are you? you I'm good?
1: great, thank you. Yes, I'm very excited to be here. Um, yeah, am I am I loud enough? I feel like I'm just like ah, right up on the mic. Here. No, you're good. Um, I just I'm a bit nervous because you know this is a big shoes to fill. Um, you and Eric do have like a certain. Um, like, I don't know. Is it a chemistry? Uh, yeah. yeah you you I thought you were about
0: to say je ne sais I'm like and yeah, glad you didn't say but that.
1: I can't speak French, so I'm not going to. Um, but you guys, yeah, you really, you do roll together. You hang, you've been hanging for a long time. So I'm going to try and like hang with the guys and pretend that I'm really like your mates and that, but it might not work
2: out.
0: <laughs> now, apparently, look, apparently you've had a really awesome album launch on recently and you've been very oh, busy. Like, thanks for asking, Was Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, I heard it was amazing.
1: Ah. Uh, Wow, who did you ask?
0: (laughs) I don't know, just the word on the street. Word on the street is that it was a ripper.
1: Yeah, word on the street is um, everybody keeps on saying to me, Oh my God, your band was so tight. And I'm like, What do you think I'm fucking doing, mate? Mucking around. Like, what? Why is everyone so surprised? Yeah.
0: Look, I did have a talk to James Bowers after the gig and I said, Oh, how did did my bass sound? He said, I couldn't really hear it. (laughs) Thanks. He just talked about how good Pog was the whole gig. and just like, (laughs) Whatever, move on, boys. Don't worry about it. Don't let it well, get that's you down. that's what
1: happens when you say let's not have any tracks, and then Graham just be, you realize that he's actually just a machine anyway. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. he was already the machine.
0: Um, uh, it was amazing. Thanks for asking. Yes. No worries. Um, what else? You you're busy. I know. Eric got, didn't come either. So, yeah. <laughs> you've got lots of gigs on.
1: Um, yeah, I've just I've just driven back from Wangaratta from you know, and I'm am you know done Women of Soul. Uh, it's International Women's Day. I'm doing. Things hither and thither, willy-nilly. I've just got so much on. You'd be you'd, you'd feel sick if I told you all about it.
0: Um. Well, look, I, I I think, you know, we've all got back from, you know, COVID. Stuff's happening. You haven't. Uh, look, no, I have. I, I, I've started playing old man's basketball again no, on but Sunday but like nights. you haven't had COVID. No, I haven't had so, COVID. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, but we're back in the, you know, world where, you know, 15% of the population has had it and... 85% haven't, and I sent my kid off to cadet camp today. Oh my god, that makes me sound so stupid. Um, and uh, he had a cold, and I just said, just suck,
1: suck it up, princess. Suck it up,
0: mate. <laughs> Having rat tests is so good now. Hey, your rat test is negative, you can off, go. You go. See you later. <laughs> See you in four days.
1: <laughs> so, it's gone to the army. That's it. That's Looked great. To cook it was. Some damper.
0: Um. <laughs> Look, the, yeah, look, the highlight of my week has obviously been playing all man's basketball last night. Like, How'd you, you go? Know, I've got a team that's, pr- look, you know, got to love them. Hopefully they're not listening tonight, but they're not very good. And uh, oh, harsh. Uh, last night I just said, you know what, I'm just going to go and shoot some points and I'm like, just poured in twenty points what, and like threes
1: uh, or just like
0: just a bit of everything. Layups straight to the ring, couple of threes, couple <laughs> of twos. And if you look at the scoreboard, like you look at the stats, and like <laughs> Hoppo had two, Shano had two, um, Stu had one, Macca had none, and I I had, I? T- I had t- <laughs> <laughs> and when I was looking back and I'm like, I'm, it probably doesn't look really good. And it probably just shows the intention of what I, what I was thinking last night. Shows that
2: you're
1: not really a team player.
0: I'm possibly not a team player. Maybe it's time to move on to, to other pastures <laughs> in should, the basketball yeah, maybe world. Maybe we should move up Possibly the NBL. Maybe the NBA. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, yeah. Well,
1: they'll be calling when they see your stats.
0: Yeah, that's right. Mm. That's right. I mean, I should get it out there. Um, I shot 20 points and had four rebounds and six assists last night. Oh, actually, no, it's not. I don't think it's discount if the baskets don't go in, do they? So sometimes I had, it does. I had no I've assists. seen it
1: happen. It goes just slightly in and it's counted.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, you know, I think we should just get into tonight because you look. No, Ari- let's talk about your basketball for longer. <laughs> <Shut up. laughs> now, look, Arik would be jealous because you know I know at the top of his list, our guest tonight was 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 what you know at least halfway up there. I think. Um, look, look when when you talk about. Bass plays in Melbourne, Kylie. Like, who do you think of?
1: Um, I think of our guest.
0: I, I, I wouldn't. I would think of other people first. Really? Like, is there any other one else? First? Um, Felix
1: Zaponi? Yeah. That's Maybe, who I
0: think who of. else would? I don't know. Um,
1: sometimes I think about Warren Hunter. <laughs> Shut
0: up. <laughs> Talk about serious stuff. Like oh, who, would, who would you well, say? I like, think
1: Ryan Munro, obviously.
0: Yeah, okay. But only yeah.
1: because he's always on this show, and that's how I get to. Maybe me. like
0: <laughs> Steve Hadley, maybe like he be around. Yeah, it's
1: been a long time since I actually saw him play. So I Pri- just see, think
0: of, Chris Becker is he still around? Yeah, yeah like, is that a thing? Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, so I don't think we. He could had a put kid
1: though, so maybe he's just like off doing kid things again, m- like Arik.
0: Maybe uh, look, I don't, I don't think we could put you know, our tonight's guest in that category, obviously, of, of those guys. Look, he may not Why even not? be the best player, bass player who's been on this podcast before. I mean, <laughs> we have had Ryan and we have had Mick Maher, Jules Pascoe. I mean, like, you know, there's a plethora of bass players who've been on this show. So, you know, he's got some <laughs> some competition. But, like, you know, if you were to sort of, like, peruse the sort of the seedy underbelly of, of, of Melbourne clubs, like, you might see this man applying his trade on stage like with these thunderous, you know, tight grooves. You know, just it's just a wondrous thing this man. And I'm um, I'm very <laughs> he, he's 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 got a myriad of skills that I think we really need to dive into tonight. I think one um, of
1: his main skills is that he can do like about five gigs on one night. Yeah yeah minimum. He, he's he's in he, different states. He
0: he's he's loved by all in this town. Um and um I want to welcome him to the pod tonight. Um and I'll, I'll get him to pick up He's He my left. He's, He needs to pick up his microphone And we're going to talk um, Can we welcome to the show Mr Yuri Pavlinov Hello there Hey And you know what Yuri like, well, I, Normally I just like Put something in below Like so you can hear The track playing as well But I haven't been That organised tonight But maybe I'll do that now How you doing man
3: uh, Functional <laughs>
0: There you go It's fine yeah. now Brilliant Anything in the background Look how do we do How do we do this dude Like you know let, should we get? There's so much. <laughs> there's so much to dissect here. Like mm. you know, chronologically, should we do? Should mm. we start from the start? Oh,
1: chronologically, yeah, so. like what from the bands that
0: he's played in? Well, I was just gonna say, like, do you, have you always been a bass player? Like, were you always was that, know, that your there's, first instrument? You um, start on the recorder? No, no. no
3: I, I, actually, there is a story about this. Uh, I was forced against my will <laughs> to to play. What I consider a marvelous instrument, the cello. for oh, right. Ooh. Several, several years, and uh, at about age fourteen, I um, uh, decided to rip the strings off that cello, and I bought a, a a fake Fender Precision bass from Campbell Market for I think it was sixty dollars. Might have been thirty dollars. Yeah, yeah. Not realizing back that, when
0: Campbell Market could yeah, get bargains. Yeah,
3: not realizing that um that cello strings, which I of course didn't pay for, yeah. uh, my parents paid for, were probably worth about. Three or $400. <laughs> and, uh, so I put them on this fender and tuned them up and for about 15 minutes it sounded fantastic until they all exploded. And <laughs> that was the last time I've touched a cello. And
0: What goes on cello? What sort of strings are they? there like uh, steel strings like, or are they gut? Like, or they're, like, they're,
3: they're, they're steel but they're, they're some sort of resin core thing and they're delicate. And
0: right, they're not meant to be like plucked on no, a sideways motion. Not, not
3: right. that horribly. Right. So yeah, that cello was, that was it for cool, them. Though, was that high school? That was high school. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay.
1: Why didn't you just turn the cello on the side or something like that?
3: Uh, PTSD. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> so and so you got some strings for the uh, for the fake fender.
3: Eventually, yeah.
0: And then what you? you- I
3: see. I never even wanted to play back. This is the weird thing about <laughs> my life. I had a friend who mm. uh, who passed away actually soon after this juncture. Who was a, a pretty prolific and talented young cat. We we're probably about 14 or 15 at the time. And he just said, You're playing bass. We were both massive Beatles and Stones aficionados. Yeah, yeah. So that was our, our shtick. Um, we were kind of dorks, but uh, in a sort of protected dork sphere at school because, you know, we were these weird. where you go to school? Campbell High. Oh, no. Oh,
0: no, right.
3: With, with, okay. uh, the, Alumni, including Ms. Kylie Minogue, and oh, um, seriously?
0: and she's and, back in Melbourne. I can't believe it. Yeah, oh, and are you um, uh,
3: up, and Quincy McLean. Oh, cool. Oh. Uh,
2: yeah, um, uh,
3: anyways, uh, so anyway, he, my friend, carked it, to put it mildly, and uh and uh, i was the dog uh, squad was on, over on well no no i was just like he's like you're playing bass in my band and i'm like i don't know what's the bass and he's like that's the one McCartney plays i'm like okay i'll do that one <laughs> so i think we just jammed on like just the opening of good day sunshine for okay. ages which was just like ding 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 <laughs> ding and like we never got to the next bit um but um yeah, and so then he he passed away and, and he then sang. I was, and yeah he he was he wrote songs oh, of which cool. i couldn't play any and then I just kept rolling with this weird instrument
0: that, you know. That's funny. Is that, do you reckon that's a bass player thing? Like, because I, I got told I was playing bass in a it, band. It, it might be, I, I yeah. play piano and guitar. I was just like, you're playing bass. I'm just yeah. like, okay. And then I just picked it up and I could play it because I was yeah. just sort of like, <laughs> could sort of play guitar. I could play, I just played bass like the left hand on the, on the piano. It's well, like, I guess
1: it's like, you know how your parents tell you to play tennis because then you can play it until you're old? And I was sort of going to my youngest son. Um, why don't you play the bass? Because you know everyone else in the like is musical, and you're just doing sport. But you know you might hurt yourself, and then your life will be over. But if you can play the bass, I said I just went to Reggie's gig last night, and the you know the other band that they were playing with, um, there was like four of the um, ugliest dudes I've ever seen in my life, but they all had girlfriends because they're like in a band. Mm. So if you can play the bass, everybody
0: will think. I don't remember heart.
3: that happening. No, I didn't know. it must be a modern thing. <laughs>
1: Girls still like you. You guys have got girlfriends, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. like, that's my yeah, proof yeah, right
0: there. I can see you. I don't <laughs> think it was because I play bass. I never yeah. got that impression that it was a bass thing. It's yeah. a thing. anyway, it's a thing. Uh, so you went? Did you did you music school?
3: I did, but just stepping back. <laughs> yeah. um, Sorry. Shortly down, after, after this, Sorry. no, no. I, I've no, got, no, got to then take over. My next massive <laughs> step was um, my friend Grant, who's also passed away. A lot of my <laughs> friends have passed away.
0: Well, he taught me baseline. how to play
3: the first – well, he taught me how to play a 12-bar blues except for the turnaround at the end. So then <laughs> for like another six months I was playing like eight bars of a 12-bar blues over and over and over. And uh, so eventually, no five? If, no, eventually <laughs> the penny dropped and um, probably when I was about 32 and then <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then we moved forward.
1: <laughs> were you actually in a blues band or were you just –
3: no, no. He was just like, check this out. I'm like, that's <laughs> awesome. And he's like, oh, I'm like, something's missing. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. right. Can't get to the end. That's
0: normally no. the first thing, isn't it? The boys, uh, twelve bar boys. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty
3: nifty. That and, and the Good Day Sunshine. What about so, reggae?
1: Did you ever get there? So what's that? Reggae.
3: I, I did eventually. Cool. I got there in the end with a lot of help. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So you
0: so music school. You played bass well enough to to do some sort of formal education.
3: I went to um. Uh, Box Hill Tafe, yes, that's right. And uh, first, uh, so I did a year of a Bachelor of Arts. Oh, what a waste of time! I mean, <laughs> God, you know, just, just uh, anyway, you can yeah. just insert that CBS censorship tone <laughs> okay. for the okay. next sixty
0: B- seconds. A- hey, I think a lot old. of people say yeah, yeah. Bachelor of Arts is a waste of time, but
3: well, you know, oh look, you know, it, it was, there was a lot of great parties. and That's about yeah. it. Yeah, well,
0: that's what uni is you
1: need. You learn year. where the bar is.
3: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, and so then, and then I did a the what is now quite a decent course at the time. It was in its infancy. I went to the um, RMIT and did the Cert four in audio production oh. at Cardigan Street and then I rolled into Box Hill Tafe and I think I almost didn't make the audition actually. I think yeah. I was like round two. Okay. Um, and, um, and But fell in there and had the best two years of my life I reckon. So you've done – sorry, that? sorry. sorry. I can't, I'm
1: trying to understand. Yeah. So you are doing the bass audition but you'd already done sound.
3: Yeah, that's right. I, I, I was, How many this, years we had this <laughs> at fascination of sound? Uh, no, this was so like I, I would have been so, so, so I finished. I would have been twenty when I went to Hill Tafe. I assume. Right, so yeah. I had a gap years, year. What year
0: was that? I reckon
3: that was um, two thousand.
0: Okay, because I think I seem to remember that. Box Hill had a really good rep it, it was, at the time. Um, like you know, for like there was a decade yeah. there where it was just supposed to be like yeah. really great musicians came out of Box Hill.
3: And, and, and I'm, I'm you know, I, I I don't know where it's at now. I, I believe it's doing really well, but at the time it was it was a swinging scene. Yeah, like, it was a great time. And
0: it was just it was um there were players and teachers there that yeah. were in the scene, weren't they? Yeah,
3: guys like Greg Maundrell and um and even Bobby Vinnie. I came took the big band a few times and. Some some great old heavy cats would come and and you know I had a, a bass lesson with Steve Hunter and this is at a public tafe where he just smoked cigarettes yeah. for the whole lesson it was just so good yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that that shit inspires you more than than modes you know uh, um so was it what was the course then diploma in um music performance uh, just jazz popular, I think okay, yeah okay yeah.
0: Um, so you did that, and so all right, maybe take us through <laughs> a few things to get through. So, bands like you got it, you did you go straight out? Were you playing the whole way through, or did you just come yeah. out and start?
3: I've been in a rock and roll band since year 10 with yep. my mates, so we still occasionally get together and do things. Of which members, uh, include Phil John Fredo.
0: was that Dynamo? It was, right, yeah, okay, awesome. Um, Man, what a, I mean. <laughs> Any time I was at the front bar and, you know, know your product, would yeah. just like ripping and just like, life is good.
3: Yeah, we had, we had a great time and still occasionally do. Um, we played um, Lindell and um, Andrew Delaney's wedding. Okay. Uh, and, that, you know, there's one of these few occasions where we still get together and it was just a... Playing just Stones covers, you yeah. know.
0: It was powerful. And the it band, was, it was
3: Alex Johnfredo, yeah, Alex yeah, Johnfredo yeah, John so as well. Good.
0: And oh. like you know, any night that it'd be Dynamo, or maybe Legends of Motorsport yeah. or on a bill, it'd just be like there's some full power going on in this city at the moment. Good I mean, times, really yeah. good, deep yeah. scene. Um, so what else? So Dynamo,
3: what else? And that that was kind of like yeah. And then I met you know the guys who I still also play with. I'm I'm a serial non-band lever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, okay, so yeah, yeah. you're about to say like.
0: Is this the bit where we talk about like how does one play in, you know, a funk and soul band and also some sort of Scandinavian uh, you know, Viking rock band? Like how does those yeah. two – like when you think of like things that go together, like you think of like, I don't know, Peaches and Cream or Siggies <laughs> and Fags and yeah, yeah. or, you know, Lennon McCartney, like all that sort of stuff. Like you don't think funk and soul and Scandy.
3: Well, biking, yeah, you know, like pyrotechnical rock. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's all. There's a common. <laughs> thing is this there. where we're going? <laughs> I suppose there's some, we're going somewhere there, but no. That that in, again, life being a series of really weird, just missteps. That the entire reason this band, which you're referring to, which is Barbarian, exists, is the singer is a, a I've known since prep. Right. Oh wow! And he's okay. a mechanical engineer and a heavy duty mechanical engineer. He designed the um, the ice skating rink plant at. Under the you know, refrigeration machines, yeah, Miles yeah, ear. he did. Um, you know the the penguin enclosure. It's like, you know, so he's really what? he's a thinker. Mean, he's
0: what, a thinker.
1: He's
3: built something. He's built these cold <laughs> things that have to be cold, like <laughs> where penguins live and where people ice. Did go.
0: he build <laughs> that um yeah. ice bar where Nick's the bar open? uh
3: no, okay. that, that's not referring to frozen water. <laughs> so he does um, a lot of
1: cool things, except for that one time where I saw his <laughs> hair on fire. Yeah, but yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, but anyway, so he the whole point about it, like the whole impetus was Miles. Would come to, and occasionally sing with Dynamo do his little cameo, but he's he's a, a abrupt human being, and he just like turned to us one day. He's like, "I could do better than this, like, <laughs> you guys. This is terrible." Like, <laughs> and he goes, "I'm going to start a band, and it's going to be huge." And then we're like, "Oh, Miles, we've been working in the music industry forever. You just don't understand." So he starts Barbarian, and in like six months, we're just selling out the tote every week. <laughs> yeah. and, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, that's well, how that band.
1: It, to, to be <laughs> fair, he was wearing leather shorts and like and and, yeah. and, and, and we had
3: a skull and it had fire coming out. And of he set
1: it. fire to his yeah. hair, so that was a winning move. Yeah, you need
0: <laughs> you need to have these
3: releases. <laughs> whose whose idea is the pyrotechnics? Is that his idea? Yeah, yeah. It's all right. Yeah, he actually almost killed the entire tote once because being in refrigeration, he decided he could make clouds appear by <laughs> venting uh, yes! carbon dioxide onto the stage, <laughs> and uh, it, it kind of went wrong. And I just no. remember. I remember looking around, going. It suddenly got really cold, and I can't breathe. And the, oh, wow. so did everyone else in the room. Right. And of course, he did the sums on it afterwards. He goes like, mm, "I did the calculations." He's like, "That was the equivalent of running sixty-four split systems at once." I'm just like, "Fantastic!
1: Oh, wow, how
0: fantastic!" Um. So, so was there anyone else from Donovan on that band, or was that a so four-year new band? Where
1: that. in that? Where in that place is? That buttered loaf was
3: that? Am I mm. going back or forwards in time? It's a Parallel. That was. Ah. Uh, I used to work in audiovisual, um, the, which is a grim industry. If anyone's wondering, <laughs> I so highly don't recommend it for anyone. Audiovisual. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You know, like setting up projectors and screens oh. and. Well, actually, no. Say, like, like people yeah. who do it well, nail it. But where who I worked for, and I won't mention names. People who worked with me will know the names. It was, <laughs> it was a bleak time. It wasn't a joyous time. And, it was um, all black and white. It was just grim. Um, but, yeah, so Selwyn from Buttered Loaf, I met him there and we just had a jam at a party. And then that band started. Too loud, sorry. Oh, too loud. I'll, I'll just sorry. talk quiet. No, no,
1: no, you can, sorry.
3: And, so, yeah, and that band Selwyn, continues Selwyn, to this day right, and that, yes. that's, you know, we're, we're very lazy. We haven't updated our set in like 15 years and we're very proud of that.
1: Who else is
3: in that <laughs> band? Sam Cope. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, Sam, and Gideon. Yes. And Could, Joe Greenway. The
1: Sam was office. a teacher at my kids' school, yeah. yeah gotcha. It's such a cool band. And
0: did you play in Dine and Kiss as
3: well? I did for a while, yeah. yeah.
0: I thought I remember you singing and playing that band at SB.
3: So, yeah, Stuart Speed is probably my yeah. biggest um, hero Yeah, of the bass guitar in, in the Australia, in the Australia. In I, the used to, um, <laughs> I used to watch him
0: playing Uncle Bill on yeah. Sunday afternoons at Nicholson Hotel and he was just such a I was just playing yeah.
1: one with one of the uh, Uncle Bill dudes. Oh, uh, really? Which Peter, one? Peter, um, the,
0: the banjo player. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. 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 So it was Jerry Hale and Peter and Stewie Speed and mm. Lovely. can't remember yeah. who else it was, someone else. Far
3: out. And, and, and Stewie was, I think at the time, he was really busy with um, Tim Rogers and the uh, Temperance Union. I oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and uh, Russell Smith just called me, I think it was 19 at the time, and he's like, hey, man hey, you, you, you know the tunes, you could probably cut it, yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know, I suppose so. Um, and and the first gig was like on the art Centre steps or something and it like, and and Jex Saralat, who I now know and love very well, but for probably the first five years of knowing Jex, he just stared at me like he wanted me to die. And so it was, and I think that that, that kind of helped in a weird way. You know, like he just looked, well, well no, that's, that's savage. He's more just like one eyebrow up going like what's wrong with that guy like was he,
0: he doing, doing that or was yeah. that, that was just his look Be no best. no that was his kind
3: of like and now and then anyway moving forward we're we're very good friends now um but yeah that was a that was a time that was some heavy
0: Humans, because we um, you you played in a band with Luke Saunders. Like, I always yeah. find Luke Saunders always gave that sort of like yeah, yeah, blank look at you. Like, like yeah. what are you doing? But like he just he wasn't actually he's probably thinking he about he's what thinking he's going to draw art. tomorrow. No. Okay. Yeah, and there's
3: yes. that Russian Lithuanian thing. That, um, well, actually, I shouldn't say that. Jex is Estonia. Um, but you know, I, I think anybody on that side <laughs> of the Russian border is is rightfully distrustful <laughs> of anyone <laughs> heading in the easterly direction. Right. So maybe there's a bit of that subconscious Good time to talk about that. yeah. Yes. yeah.
0: I mean, we, we, we both know about that being from the country. Like, you know, if you're not third generation in town, you're not local. Yeah, like, if you, you don't know,
1: have someone in the graveyard, you're not you yeah, know, yeah. from around here.
0: Yeah, yeah. so you, you, mm. you're this, this distrust Forty years is part of your life. Local. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: but like, you know, you and I have not, like we have a few things in common, but we also have this other thing in common that we've both done backing vocals for an eight-hour.
3: Yes.
0: <laughs> see, I can see one of those sort of situations <laughs> playing out in quite a good way. The other situation, maybe like, BBs? Yeah, Yuri, yeah, yeah.
1: Yuri made it look fun. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah, me and Susie Hermworth, she was like, hold on tight and like, he's skiing downhill and it's like, this is going to be scary. But he made it look like a fun time. So
0: what you're telling me is once upon a time Renee had two backing vocals who were both females and now she has Yuri?
1: Yeah. Right. And he look, he does a great job. He does a way better job, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you play with Renee? You've played with Renee for a while too, haven't you? Yeah. I, I, that, I, um, do you still do that?
3: Yeah, I, I, still, I still do. I think me and... and Phil Rex sort of probably split it yep. reasonably evenly these days. Um but yeah, yeah, I think Does th- he sing? I don't think he sings. Yeah. It's got all that, <laughs> he, well, he plays bass quite well. He's got all that, that dexterity <laughs> and facility, you know, <laughs> which I don't have, which means I can sing. Multitasking um, yeah. is the is the king. Um but yeah, yeah. No, so that was I've been that was two thousand and four, I think the first wow. with Renee. So wow. Time flies. You're right.
0: <laughs> so you're right. You are a serial yeah. non lever of bands. <laughs> That's right. Which makes it difficult to actually. I think I've been it.
3: fired like three times from that band in particular, but <laughs> you get rehired anyway. So the vibe is good. Okay. Yeah.
0: Um. What's his name? Plays drums in that band, doesn't he? Um. What-o? What a. Uh, no. Um.
3: Uh, oh, God. What's the drummer's name? Uh, which drummer? Uh, it was John Watson for many years. No. Um, you're talking about Graham's
0: radio? drum teacher. Um. Remember, I I played with him once in a session, and he said he was going to call me, and then he never called me. And uh, what's um? I've got if I get my phone out, I can probably look up his number. Which I've <laughs> asked re- my phone for twenty he years. He plays with He might know the name I'll of the <laughs> I remember he plays in Black Sorrows as well. Um oh, Tony Flint. Tony Flood. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, 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 I don't
3: know. Excellent. Him. Yeah. Oh, you'd know. You'd know him. You'd, you'd know Tony's head for sure.
0: Um. So obviously, okay. So Renee, Donna, Kiss, Barbarian, but and Loaf. Butterloaf loaf and yeah, the band that you play in, Dynamo, the band we play in, Kylie with, yeah. with Kylie oh, yeah. with, which is the uh, Boomers, Glenroy All Stars. Oh, Glenroy All Stars, <laughs> former member, yeah, former member, yeah. <laughs> alumni. Well, uh, apparently, he stole <laughs> yeah. all the footy jumpers. You that's know, why. And
1: yeah. he called the, ba- he was like the one who made me get all sad about it because he was like, "Oh, it's Kylie oldest and the Depp Kings," because no one would ever fucking turn up for the gig. He was like, oh, "I have to get someone else." It was so shit. I mean,
0: that, that is saying something when he plays in all those other bands for like twenty years, but he only lasted in your band for like how long? Like.
1: 50 15 minutes, right. and he was like, oh, "I'm going to do something else." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Yuri. That's all right.
0: Um, and the fireman and
3: shakman, the do you do that as well.
0: The
1: bamboos, yeah. The, the shackman, the fireman. The, oh, what's that things. one you did with Ella? That was the coolest. Oh, soul sham, soul sham, soul <laughs> sham.
3: That's Sol a great sham. name. We sham. Oh, we uh,
0: Kylie told me that you wanted to have a band doing solid gold, like gold. Oh in yeah, yeah. So me, well. myself, and
3: Kylie, we I think we've done two gigs. One was the um. Victorian <laughs> quilt convention at the Royal Exhibition buildings in Carlton. And the other was Upstairs. a was the amazing. other was a wedding for my friend Anita Alcorn and and <laughs> uh, and we basically just played TV Brothers? A- Solid yeah, 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 yeah. No, we played like Spandau Ballet, One Hundred and um, Four. Yeah. yeah, and we did, we did the um the Winwood version,
1: Valerie, because you know. it's nothing like oh, turn,
3: yeah turning awesome. to a wedding crowd saying, "Here comes Valerie," <laughs> and then hitting him with that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so good. <laughs> oh, it was awesome.
3: Stevie Winwood, Valerie.
0: Yeah, that guy? right,
3: on. Yeah, yeah, okay.
0: You know
3: it. Yeah, but who
0: was Stevie Winwood in? What was his band? Was it Chicago? Not Chicago. Um, no, what was
1: the name of that band? He, he was um,
3: Great. he was the guys. You know um. He, put, he was like short. 15 and he did that. What
1: was the band called? He's English, isn't he? Not yeah. the band. What was it called, Stevie Winwood? Um, yeah. oh, come,
0: come
3: on, brother. You guys are shit um, at um, this. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. I'm actually really bad yeah. at that general trivia me, recall. Me so. too. Um, so, doesn't ooh. matter.
0: Hey, we, we got one of them. Stevie Winwood sang Valerie. Um, it's like the guy from uh, Chicago who was Peter Cetera. Yeah, You're saying yeah, all those yeah, other yeah. Songs, like um, right. Endless Night, Night and Shining. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I'm battered as well. <laughs> Let's stop. Let's just stop, Kylie. Let's just make it end. Stop it. Um, dude, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Like this is, you know, looking forward to chatting some music with you. Um, Kylie.
1: Spencer Davis Group.
3: That's the one. There we That's go. That's the one.
1: Thank you. Oh God, I had to. I couldn't.
3: Sorry. I don't
0: even have to edit that. I just said Kylie. I was about to throw it to something else, and you said Spencer Davis Group, yeah. and it just works so well. And by saying that, I've just ruined it. Um, look, I'm going to take it to the first segment of the week, Kylie, which is the Instagram Like of the Week, and uh, I'm just going to intro it, and you're going to you're going to run with it. Okay. okay. All right. So, the Instagram Like of the Week is a segment that celebrates a new Instagram account we've come across between episodes. It might be um, a former painter-turned-TV-chef-turned-painter, Peter Russell-Clark, or senior tour's veteran, the Fijian golfer Vijay Singh. But you can be sure it's someone who will add to our rich and varied Instagram account. Each week, I invite our celebrity guest, Yuri Pavlinov, along with myself, to guess who this new mystery account may be. As we reiterate each week... It's not about the amount of likes our account gets, it's more about the honour one should and no doubt would feel from having the All Music Is Good Instagram account like them. So without further ado, let me throw it to my co-host Kylie, orders to introduce us to this week's Instagram Like of the Week. Kylie.
1: Thank you, Was. I've been really looking forward to this because I've, I've always enjoyed this particular part of your show. I've always been interested to like wait and See, I always try to guess, and I always think I get it before, you know, Arik does, and I'm just going to try and make it really hard for you guys. Um, so
0: I think we should point out that the fact that we both mentioned that we're really shit at trivia and any oh, sort of that's thing great. That's this great. could go quite pear-shaped, but Good. go for it.
1: How many clues would you like? Oh, just, 17? You, you just run. <laughs>
0: go for it. Double
1: right. digits. Okay, so I'm just going to obviously do the start thing, you know, like my brother i'm just going to tell, tell you a little story before this my brother and i want to train for about 75,000 hours one day and we had a packet of fantails and we used the packet of fantails you know we you get the clues on the side it, and so we read about each person and then we'd by the end of the tour, the end of the trip, it was like, okay, born in 1957. We're like, ah, I
0: know it. They <laughs> used to be so much more difficult, the Fantale rappers. And I got some over Christmas just for a bit of nostalgia. Oh, no, my daughter bought some for me because she knew liked it. And I was reading them out. They're so basic these days. <laughs> it's like, no challenge. Sorry.
1: Okay, so my my person is um, born in 1957 in Holyhead. So math, he's a math person. This was as a math person. I think you're a bit of a math person too, are you? Or not? So you'll know how old they are, yeah. Do you want me to tell if it's a girl or boy or not?
0: Well, he's sixty-three. So yep, keep no, going. Do I
1: have to tell you if it's no, a, boy you a girl or No, you don't say okay. anything. Uh, to English parents, so you know where Holyhead is. We've been there, and with the bamboos, we, we like we found our way there with the um, the machine that made us do no U turns, and we we turned up in this town. Is that called GPS? It's yeah, Holyhead. It's where the the, the, the ferry goes. From. The
0: machine that <laughs> tells you where to go. Yeah, it's,
1: a, it's a machine. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you got any ideas yet? Okay, so no. So,
0: um, born in the UK, 1957.
1: Yep, go. Okay. Uh, to to RAF parents, do you know what that means?
0: Yep, they were in the RAF, yep.
1: Yep. And this person had tea had tea with the Queen Mother at the age of three.
0: Okay, so the parents, well, at least the dad, I'm guessing, was an airman in the RAF, okay, and he was three, when he met the Queen. Yep, okay. okay that's the so his dad's famous, he was knighted or something, maybe.
1: Well, obviously good at his job. Okay, so um, I'm going to go like to 1997 where this person was uh, awarded Best TV Comedian.
3: Okay, Harry. Ralph Harris.
1: <laughs> no. I, think,
0: I think he was born in Perth, didn't he? He like, lived in Australia. <laughs> <So> just, <laughs> just, I just, just really like, <laughs> wanted to say Ralph <laughs> Harris.
3: So. This
1: is an English person that was born in Wales. Okay. I knew that already. Okay. So, <laughs> So in two thousand and one, this person, along with their um, partner in comedy, declined an OBE.
0: Okay, they declined uh, OBE for comedy in two thousand and one. Hmm. Wonder if do we, we didn't say it was male or female, did we? No, right, it was like, like French and Saunders, like one of those ones that was like absolutely. I wonder if it was what's that girl's name? Um, who's Patsy in, what's that girl's name? She was Lumley, John Lumley. Yeah. Is it John Lumley? No. Okay.
1: But thanks. That's a good, that is a lovely guess. Okay. Um, Okay, so I'm going to give you, like, you're going to get a really big clue now, I think. It's going to be, oh no. I'm going to go forward to 2020 when they were the guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race UK.
0: Fuck, I would never, I had no (laughs) idea. Julian (laughs) Julian Clary?
1: No. Oh, I like that. That sounds good. That's lovely. Um, Okay, so... I think I'm going to have to let you know their sex because they're going. To, I'm going to let you know that in 2006, this person played Janet Erskine in Agatha Christie's Marple's Sleeping Murder.
0: Not helping. It's not no. helping. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are hopeless. Miss <laughs> uh, Marple, um, and they're a comedian.
1: And they played Janet Erskine, who's obviously not the lead character
0: because right. Miss Marple is. But team someone team. obviously quite famous, otherwise. Well, it doesn't have to be famous. Well,
1: you don't just go around getting in Miss Marple movies, do you?
0: I, I don't know. No, maybe not. Um so I don't. I only know a certain amount of female French comedians. Uh, French English comedians. There'd be Dawn French and Saund, Jennifer Saunders. And do you want me to give me one more clue? Yeah. Okay. okay. go.
1: So in t- in t- 2013, she was assessed as one of hundred most powerful women in the UK by Women's Hour, BBC Radio Four. I,
0: I don't know. Is that
1: is that the last clue? No, not really. There's millions. Okay, I'm gonna have to. You, you've already said her name anyway. Oh. So she's a writer on, on the on the young ones.
0: Is it Jennifer Saunders?
1: No, the other half. Dawn French. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she was played Miss Marple. She's been – shut the door now. Okay. She's been – yes, she's been, she's done so many things. She's like, she's one of my favourite writers and she's actually written a book that I just read recently, which is, you know, because of you. Um, she's so clever and funny and everywhere. And, you know, when she did the the Terry's Chocolate Orange and she puts the orange in her pocket, she's like, little linky.
0: And she was in The Vicar Dibley. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, wrote that. Yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's very funny. So we're going to like her. her husband was Lenny Henry?
1: Yeah, and she married him. But she got rid of him and then she's married another guy in 2013.
0: Right. Mm. Wow. Well, um, look, I think we'll um, just get on the Instagram account and so like it. So was a bit obscure? No, what no, no, no. The, obscure is clues? good. <laughs> no, no, it's it's all about obscurity. And uh, although I don't think she's that obscure, but... Um, no,
1: no, but the clues, because it was too easy. Otherwise, I could have just said she was half of French and Saunders.
0: Look, we'll reach out to um, Dawn French this week. Are going to reach out to Dawn? And uh, we'll let her know that we've liked Thanks. her account. And, <laughs> uh uh, and see what she has to say about that. Um, has anyone
1: wh- ever um, got back to you? Uh, <laughs>
0: Thank question. you for their like. I, I did reach out to uh, Calamera Sivrakia uh, about in some your sponsorship, neighborhood. <laughs> but uh, they said no one <laughs> interested. Yeah. And I did send a message to Peter Russell Clark to see if he remembered me from when he told me off for <laughs> kicking the footy into his bottle of wine when I was at Melbourne Uni and he didn't get back to me either. But is it, um, have you
1: heard of anybody saying back that, oh, I'm so excited that All Music Is Good podcasters liked me on Instagram? Well, I was
0: hoping that you would talk to Danny Minogue about us liking them uh, when you, no, you played with her. I tried to,
1: but she was too busy, like, being, like, like, trying to get um, Moju's, uh, like... Uh, oh, I went to high school
0: with... with <laughs> oh, with her sister. Yeah, so... But you yeah, yeah. like,
1: I love Mojo Juju was there, right? Like, Moju, as we call her now. But we were all, like, lining up to get, um, to get close to Danny. And Moju just goes, hi, Danny, would you like a photo with me? <laughs> she was like, oh, yes, please, yes so no one could get close after that. (laughs) Love
0: it. Well, look, that's uh, this week's Instagram Like of the Week. Um, We might have a quick break and we'll be straight back with the first album of the week. This isn't the, this is bullet. I just want
1: back
2: what I put into. And then I'll keep moving, all of my chips on the table.
0: Cause I never got what I came for, not even till I am stable. Okay, so the first album we're looking at this week, and Kylie got to ask is it Mary J. Bly or Mary J. Blige? Blige. Blige.
1: Why would it be Bly?
0: I don't know. Just, just I just don't know what the pronunciation is. Like, it, with is it an e. Well, Do it's either Blyg or blige? blige. Why would you say Bly? blige? Well, it's not an h after blige. the G. Blige.
1: It would be only it would be an it, blige if it was an h. I don't really care. I'm e. just
0: yeah. Mary Day Blige. Okay, this is uh, her new album. Good morning, gorgeous. Um, born in the Bronx, Blige spent the first few years of her life in Savannah, Georgia, before moving with her mother and older sister to. Um, God, I don't know where that is, to a housing project in Yankers, New York. Her rough life there produced more than a few scars, physical and otherwise, and Blige dropped out of high school during her junior years, instead spending time doing her friends hair in her mother's apartment and hanging out. When she was at the local mall in White Plains, New York, she recorded herself singing Anita Baker's Caught Up in the Rapture into a karaoke machine. The resulting tape was passed by Blige's stepfather to Uptown Records CEO Andre Harrell. Harrell was impressed with Blige's voice and signed her to sing back I mean, when does that happen? Like, this is this is, seems to be always the thing. They did something somewhere in Paris or in Europe while they're on holidays, and then they get signed to a record deal. <laughs> anyway, um, he was impressed, signed her to sing back up for local acts like Father MC. Uh, in 1991, however, Sean Puffy Combs, P. Diddy himself took Blige under her... Wing and began working with her on What's the 4-1-1 Her debut album uh, Combs had a heavy hand in What's the 4 one as the producers Dave Hall Mark Morales and Mark Rooney And the stylish touches that they added to Blige's Unique vocal style created a stunning album That bridged the gap between R&B and hip-hop In a way that no singer had before So when What's the Four One One hit the street In July 92, critics and fans Were floored by its powerful combination of Modern Soul and edgy hip-hop production that cleansed off Of the pain and grit of the singer's New York upbringing uh, Blige instantly became a distinct force in R&B and throughout a three decade career has put the full power of her voice behind her music exercising her demons and consequently softening her style yet never ceding her rank as the queen of hip hop and soul um by the way, Yuri, this is from allmusic.com, these bios. Mm-hmm. It's not just me, just like doing research. You didn't just make it up. No, no, no. Um, released in 97, Share My World marked the beginning of Blige's creative partnership with Jam and Lewis. The album was another hit for Blige and debuted at number one on the Billboard 200. By the time her next studio album, Mary came in at 99. The fullness and elegance of a relatively conventional sound seemed more developed. As Blige exuded a classical soul style aided by material for Melton John, Bernie Taupin, Stevie Wonder and Lauren Hill. Um, Mary made it obvious that the street-grounded style and more confrontational aspects of her music were gone while emotive power still remained. Uh, multi-platinum titles, no more drama, um, won Best R&B Album, Grammy Awards, um, The Breakthrough 2005 and Growing Pains 2007. Um, and like you know, as, as a generation of artists have cited started as influences, like Kendrick Lamar has sampled her, um, she's been Grammy nominated. Um, the She co-headlined at the Super Bowl halftime show just recently with um, with Dre. Um, so did anyone see that? No.
3: Yeah, I, I, I watched a bit of it. Of what It was great.
0: Did you think it was great?
3: I, yeah, well, it, was, it was totally cooked but awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: didn't did see you, I heard some it. Some people
3: weird. were like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was, it just wasn't bland. I'll give it that no, much. No, it was cool.
0: <laughs> I, I, I got the impression that, Maybe she might have been the only one singing
3: live, potentially. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> she was the worst. Yeah. But, but I got the not in a bad way, just because yeah. it sounded like she was actually singing. So that was pretty weird. And like I don't know, people have been saying it's like the best one ever, but like I don't think it is. Like I think Prince, yeah, is clearly number one, and possibly the um, the Bruno Beyonce and Chris Martin. <laughs> Looking like he was happy to be there it Might be number two But that was it. Was pretty good yeah. I mean, Dre, he sang, he's really good Like, yeah. he was amazing Yeah, anyway um, Look, Kyle, you brought this album in Do you want to kick it off?
1: Okay, yeah Like, I mean, I'm going to start the conversation I mean, I don't know if I'm here to, like, tell everybody everything about it But, yeah I was just, The last time I heard from Mary J Blige in my life Because I haven't really listened to music for a long time But I know, like, I love her I've loved her since I was, since I was younger And that um, the last time I heard from her was when she did that song. I remember when "Used to Love Me" with um, Chaka Khan It was so awesome, and like you know, a lot. And I also loved that song that she did with you know. You mentioned "No More Drama," and it's got the um the the daytime TV music in it, which is like you know, which reached out to me. <laughs> As a daytime TV fan,
0: what it had like um the theme, <laughs> yeah, the, the Days theme, theme to or Days of Our Lives or something? No, Young and the Restless. Ah, right.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I just I was just really excited to you know I like to see what what what's going on like. Um, women of that age like you know she's like basically a year younger than me or something and so like what are you going to write about now what are you doing like really what do you got like it seems like it's a youth market like for this crew like there's a million new kids on the block every five minutes and if you're not Kanye it's like you don't matter so for me it's interesting to see what a black chick is doing now and like what who are you? Where are you? What are you doing? And I was really, I really was happy to hear this. Like, the same as when I heard the Chaka Khan album, I was like, oh, I thought she wasn't going to recover from drugs and stupidness and she did, but... It's, you know, obviously she's got a huge platform of people that look after her and help her out because she is, she's well-respected. She's a yeah. queen, you know, so she's like, she's got all the tools. In, but she's actually got this Mack truck of a voice that she can fucking use. She's got a license for it, you know. It's like there's a heap of people with all these... what is The the timbre, you know, like I, the, the sound of her voice, the things that just like, it just goes... It's like fucking swimming in chocolate. I love it. It's just so beautiful and so real and it's nice to hear what's you know the, the 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 life that's gone on is is in that voice you know it's like she you can I, I remember somebody hearing like uh my voice and going oh that sounds like somebody that's 35 blah blah that sounds like it's like people can hear the the age of your voice um which we'll talk about with the other albums later but for her it just seems like she's still absolutely beautiful she's absolutely um kicking it you know musically uh, she's got a lot of a lot of writers on here though like what is that about like you know i had a bit of a tantrum <laughs> with that one time with you know another album that we did with what, her what was a- that her, her AG yeah. album. And she's got a track on here with her as well
0: yeah but i think what we but, discovered with that was that um i think ryan munro was telling us that when you have these like 15 songwriters of the album it's actually an investment so they put money into the album and that their return Mm. They get a return Like in the songwriting credits So hopefully the song does well Yeah They get a good return One of the, one of the things that they get songwriting credits It's, it's like, weird yeah,
1: But that's something that like, You know when I was young And I thought the footy was cool And then I found out That it was all just about money And this that that And other, like, I, I was like I can't enjoy it anymore It's too like It's about money And for me that You know that her album was like Yeah it was uh, business It, it it's just, it's like just business, business. Yeah. It's just business business. But I guess you know She is such a She's so far up there That whatever she touches And whoever is there it's, it's It can only be a win for them But I don't really want to know About the back end I just want to think that You know She's writing beautiful songs And having a lovely Beautiful musical life You know But that
0: would have always I reckon that would have Always been the case though I guess it is You know Like like, yeah But that's why
1: That's why I try not to know anything That's why I don't Like you know I want to live in in Like La La Land I don't want to um, Know about how You know There's 75,000 writers Like You know, back in the day when you looked at, say, every song like Bohemian Rhapsody and there's one writer and now we look at, you know, every song that's got like I love you, I love you, I love you, it's got 10 writers and 70 producers. Like everybody just wants to be in on the money. That's it. That's all there is to it. It never works.
0: Yeah. I mean, never when you've got 15 songwriters. Like when do you ever get a good song out of it? What
1: does anybody actually write on that? Like is somebody writing the guitar part and is somebody writing the backing vocals? I mean, do you get like credit? Is that how you get a credit? Like what is it? Who's building what?
3: Somebody's just you know go down subway to get lunch. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I think it actually is an investment in the song writing. So they just go on there as uh, it's like buying you know fifteen shares out so of hundred shares. Money. Yeah, yeah. They they put money up front. So
1: it's the record company accepts their money.
0: Yeah, I think they yeah they're going in as an investor on the song,
3: right?
0: Okay. Which is so disappointing, ridiculous. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
3: But also, historically speaking, there probably were more writers. It's just that great old thing where it's only credited to one or two, you know. Yeah, yeah true. I Especially guess. You,
1: yeah, yeah. You're giving people the credit. Yeah, I suppose. Okay, but you know, I loved it. I think it's quite, it's gorgeous, and I love that. Yeah, when I say gorgeous, that song that she wrote, that the, the the title track, I like that she was sort of saying. uh yeah, I've been through some shit, and when I get up in the morning now, I've decided just to say "Good morning, gorgeous" to myself, which I thought was very nice and very self-loving and very empowering, you know, to to women, I guess, or well, not just women, but anybody who's having a shit time. And like God, she's from the Bronx, man. Can you imagine like the shit she's been through? And for her, she still looks amazing. She's singing all the shit, but like she's obviously going through a lot of stuff. Um, and how I I think it's nice to have some honesty. Uh, because obviously it's a business this is a business that she's a part of but for her to actually strip back a little bit and show you a little bit of herself for me
0: I like that that's
1: what I'm after I guess
0: any any particular songs apart from good morning gorgeous
1: well i just i didn't yeah mm. well no i did like some of them i mean obviously <laughs> anderson <laughs> packs no but anderson packs in there as a writer and you can tell you can absolutely tell where that is it's all snappy the words in in. I mean, his, he is he's the obviously drumming. That, yeah, you so. know, you,
0: you want to get on your tracks these days. Of course, Pac Man,
1: and he's for Ralph Harris.
0: They've written beautifully together. Maybe in 1985, Ralph would have been, you know, <laughs> he would have been commanding huge fees on the feature. Alex, <laughs> market at Yuri. maybe not now though. But
1: um, DJ Khaled didn't even say "Make Some Noise," or did he? Did wow. he say it? Make some noise. Uh, D- no, he, no, he did. He did say that, but he didn't say DJ Khaled. So what? I didn't know. Yeah, so he was on. Track I mean, seriously,
0: by, let's talk about that, that song. song I mean, amazing. That was just
1: Fucking It's good ridiculous. though, isn't it? Don't you reckon? Amazing. Like that is good, but like it's got like eight no, writers on it. I
0: thought that song <laughs> was really bad and that you know just <laughs> just having carlid on there going mix nice for oh,
3: yeah. Mary j boy so like the, the queen they just got the dub horn large. you
1: know oh, i said he's got a can of siren it's a can siren in a can
0: yeah, they yeah. had a dub <laughs> horn they had some trap hats and they had carl just going yeah mix like it just it was so. look <laughs> in a world where or music is good in a world where 30 <laughs> second snippets for mm-hmm. an ad or like you know if they're going to play that song Leading into you know a sports promo package, like amazing that song. Probably that thirty second clip might be okay, but it's not a song. It's 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 bullshit. It's a
1: chant. No, it's it's an anthem. And I was like, it's not an anthem. I don't think it is. I found it to be. I really liked it. I thought it was very empowering. But the only reason that I would give any black marks to it is because it included DJ Khaled. Yeah,
0: I don't think I look. I don't. I don't know much about DJ Khaled, but every time I hear him, I want to know less. uh, Yeah, yeah. Or no less as well. Every time I hear him play on a featured track where he just says DJ, cut" or just does be the hype man, it's just BS. Like how much money <laughs> does he get? It's for, quite for doing strange, that, isn't it? It's interesting, and I love it
3: because it gets you know. an Escalade every time.
0: <laughs> and <laughs> it's so funny how they, all these,
1: you know, the, in the rap world, they're all talking about what's your net worth, what's your net worth. You know, that's like, yeah, um, what's his name, Trippy Red, and all like, that. But um, I thought it was funny that that song that she did with Dave East, "The Rent Money Jew," has got eight writers and some of the richest friggin' gangster, you know, rappers in your whole life, and they're like singing about "I got rent money, Jew," like bullshit. You do, mate. You're all rich as pig shit.
0: Well, I might go next if that's okay. Have <laughs> I finished? No. <laughs> oh, have you
1: finished. No. Well, I got a lot of other things, but yeah, really, no, I else? think that was my highlights. Really, I think. Yeah. I mean, Usher, he was a little bit boring, wasn't he?
0: I didn't mind that track actually.
1: Come see about me. That was very Lauren Hillish, wasn't it?
0: I thought. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, I will put it in my review actually. Um, like, I just I thought the album was like stepping back into a late '90s time machine a little bit. Um, not completely. Um, Makes them know nice. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm talking about. Um, like, you know, I, I, do you remember? Like, she was massive, like, mm-hmm. yeah. in the 90s. And it kind of feels a bit like she's dropped off the planet a little bit. So, it kind of feels like... When's when,
1: her last album out?
0: Uh, I can go on Spotify and have a look if you want. I mean, uh, Spotify. Um,
3: I mean, it starts really strong. I think no idea that first track is... Agreed. ...it's just like punches. It's a, agreed. It's like, yeah, all right, here we are. Great.
0: I, I thought... Track one, she three, and four. Janet. You gotta love that. Yeah, yeah when yeah. she did Janet yeah. ninety four, that <laughs> yeah. was cool. Like, you know, no idea here with me with the Anderson Pack and that track that I played, Rent Money, which was um, which was the real sample sort of bass track. I thought they were all caught um to start with. Um, you're it's a generally common uh, courtesy to critique my song that I play up front as like, was that the go to song? Probably don't even remember what it was. That what was the Rent Money. Was money rent Money. Yeah. No,
3: yeah. Um, I was probably more into No Idea.
0: Straight okay. off the top okay, of the yeah, record, yeah, cool. I just
3: thought it was kind of like it was. It was just felt like it was a great King hit to start. It with. was
0: punchy. Mm. Yeah. Um,
1: Six writers.
0: Look, I don't know. Um, I think a big part it was, you know, when she was big and fresh was her voice because her voice is freaking awesome. Like it's really distinct. It's magic. Um, like. Like it, it feels like when when she started singing, I felt like going into a time warp for me. I felt like I was going back to that sort of that time. Mm. Um, Her voice you know, has gotten better though. felt like going back to a time when like shooping was a thing or like, um, you know, and Missy and Lauren, <laughs> you know, were the queens and Mary J was sort of like the, um, the heir apparent. Uh, but She's just for kind me, of a hardcore chick. I, I never thought that she sort of quite climbed the scales that like Missy Elliott and Lauren Hill sort of climbed. Like she, were, you know, the Family Affair was obviously was so funny. Driving my kid to camp this morning and he's quick. Like, we listen to SEN? I'm just like, Oh, what's this for? And Family Affair was playing like under back out of the news, I'm like, going. Oh, this is so weird. Like, Mary Jay's playing on on the Sports Network. Um, So, look, I never, th- I thought, you know, even like bands like TLC, Like I never thought Mary J had like a full album. But she got album. to do
1: that song with George Michael, so that was so like, that sort of topped everybody, you know, as.
0: Yeah, well, I think that the point being songs, she had songs mm. and, and not albums. Not that she wasn't amazing, like. Um, so like I thought vocally and musically this album was pretty old school um, Apart from that Khaled song <laughs> and then the Dr. Dre song Anderson Which actually Pack. wasn't too bad Which makes it very I modern I thought the Anderson, Anderson Pack song felt pretty It brings it into the now Pretty volume. okay But there was another one So the Khaled what was the other one? Uh, can't remember, there's one other one oh, No, that's the Dre one Can't remember There was one more on there that had a heap of trap hats on it But then you got down to like... Um, The last four tracks, 10 to 12, 10 to 13, Love Without the Heartbreak, Mm -hmm. Falling in Love, Enough and the Usher song. And that felt really old school, um, you know, hip-hop R&B, like from the 90s. And it kind of made me think, like, is this the sort of stuff that she wants to do? And then the record companies have gone, oh, look, we need some modern stuff on here to sort of help, you know, to sell – but really what she wants to do is sort of more that sort of old school R&B, which her voice is really suited for. Mm. And so, yeah, I sort of got that vibe that, you know, maybe, you know, the hype traps are bullshit, but I really like that old school stuff. It had lots of soul in it, not like, you know, the Carla track, which was a 30-second 30 grab for a USC highlight package. Really. <laughs> um, look, I actually didn't mind that um, Dr. Dre track. It had that sort of, you know, brief melodic synth pad bit. In the middle that I went for like three seconds. But it like really helped. Which one was that? Uh it was called what's the one? Uh it had the rapper on a, uh, five year five, so it, uh Fivio Foreign. So on top, or Fivio? What is his name? Five year, maybe Fivio Foreign. On 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 top no, was the track yeah, track nine on top, yeah. Um it's quite aggressive, yeah. Look, I'm looking through my likes on the Spotify and the album. There's a lot of love hearts there, which I think means I like the album, but Ultimately, I think it possibly mix missed the mark as like a cohesive body of work. Maybe like it didn't sort of seem to flow that well for me. Um, no one's
1: making concept albums these days. They want singles, even, don't they? It's like everyone buys everyone's buys one song at a time. don't Well,
0: they? well, this is actually an album listening podcast, Kylie, that we that we're doing. So we <laughs> yeah, we, we're, we actually we're are looking how at the album. Albums
1: <laughs> don't don't run as cohesively as they used to. Like people, you know, hello, that her album, like. It, It's not the time now that people. I mean, maybe they're coming back to um, making an album as a whole, but realistically, this is basically as you said. um, Each one is for what what kind of market can we get? We make sure we cover all the markets so that we can get a sink in any in any corner.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially in the hip hop world for sure. Like, I mean, you look at the metrics on Spotify now. I'm looking at like Anderson Pack's got 1.7 million. The Rent money's two million. The Khalid one's got three point five million. <laughs> <And> <laughs> the Queen, Missy, Al- oh no, what's the name? <laughs> Mary J. <clears throat> um, but and every other track's got two hundred thousand. So oh, yeah. I don't know. It's a funny yeah. one. Uh, I just think um her sweet spots that nineties R and B, um and possibly the more modern sort of tracks are maybe not where she's but money you know, talks. what she's started so to.
1: realistically what do you do
0: yeah but if it doesn't match what you're trying to do then like i don't know like you well, remember, you got, i think it would have been better if she just did an album you got to eat. of old school R&B and that would have been more legit yeah. she's
1: got all this at her disposal though
0: i know but it doesn't so. mean it's actually what it should be no but know? i mean
1: the, if you're looking at this huge metrics why would you go and do something that didn't include that
0: okay well if we're talking metrics i mean 3 million is not going to pay much dosh from Spotify, like you need like a hundred. Well, Spotify
1: million. can get fucked anyway, but realistically, edit, um- edit. <laughs>
3: All music is good. All platforms are good.
0: I, I, I generally got a beep thing where I go boop. Yeah. Um, but
1: realistically, you know, if you if you're a, a woman over fifty and you haven't done an album for a long time, you are going to just not do what you want to do. Are you really? You if you're going to be taking the money of these people, like the, the the record companies are going, okay, Mary J. We've got like twenty bucks for you to do this. You're going to do what we say a bit. You have to. Like obviously, she's going to have to do what she's told. I don't. About. I don't know. She's like, a brown I, woman.
0: I just <laughs> I just think when when all. Else fails, you should just go for what you know, what you're comfortable with, and what you know, what you know.
1: Yeah, but that's you, and like this is she's in she's in this world where you know if you want to be in this world, you know we own you, you know like the record companies own you, like that's it, This is a game. Yeah,
0: yeah. Look, you're probably right. I'm probably being naive about, it, but I think I wanted to hear a more cohesive album, and having some of the, that coloured track in and a couple other traps with freaking stupid. You know, trap hats and, and weird kick drums. It just wasn't, you know. I thought it gave the album, it was less, made the album less than it could have been. And it could have been actually really good.
1: I think it makes it access, accessible to to kids, though. Because, like, I listen, my son puts this yeah, ridiculous yeah. stuff on the radio, and this sounds like that. Like, you know, she's crossing over into this now. So, she, so it's a whole new audience for
0: her. True, true. Yuri? Yes. What do you reckon? <laughs> did you listen to the album? I did listen to the album. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Do you
3: have any teenagers? No, I have no teenagers. <laughs> I have barely a brain, two brain cells to rub together. So did
0: you um did you put this on in the car coming back from Packingham today and just like No, no, it, I, cr- I listened it to it. it. I think
3: I was lying on, on the floor <laughs> last night. I've got to go on like, this podcast tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I haven't
0: listened to anything.
1: You didn't want any of your friends to catch you listening to
3: it? it no, no, no. I mean it, it's it's uh, it's a it's, it's it's a hip record, you know, and, 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 and she is a very identifiable vocalist. And I think that that counts a heap because you know, let's. There's just uh, we all know some, don't we? kylie She's got a license. There's there's there's, <laughs> there's people out there who are as bland as cottage cheese, and they're doing their do. And we, Anyways, i well, myself make up. Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, but yeah, no, like it's it's got it's yeah it's it's very far out of the reach of my. Sphere, but I did not not enjoy it. Put it that way.
1: Okay.
3: Oh, awesome. That's uh, nice. Um, I, I also I kind of like uh, also uh, stepping forward here because we're going to be referencing the Glasper album. <laughs> I, I probably rhythm section wise enjoyed the Mary J Blige album.
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. More.
3: It's just the, uh, the, I had the a lot more
0: soul to it. Do you think?
3: Yeah. was oh, just the approach it, to me kind of I I could, you know, I digest it because I suppose I grew up parallel era
0: yeah artist did you notice that um maybe in the last three or four tracks it was actually live non-processed drums yeah
3: yeah that's right <laughs> quite weird it is very strange in this day and age <laughs>
0: which is it's horrible to think that yeah. that's strange but yeah. it, it really stood out yeah listen to those drums they're not processed someone's like playing you that said mary j bludge must have been
1: singing live because she was the worst I know it's so
0: sad, isn't yeah. it? Like you know, like that. That's we've got to that stage where I want it to be processed. It needs to like be processed McDonald's, within yeah, an insurance so life. That's of right. That. It Sorry. needs to be perfection. Mm. Um, any other comments on it?
3: No, <laughs> I have
1: no other comments. <laughs> I will not.
0: All right. Well, in that case, Carly, I think we need to um, introduce this week's unofficial oh. rating scale. God, I've been waiting all Do you day want to intro for this? it?
1: I've been waiting all day for this. Let me just get myself sorted. Play some like waiting music while I find all my. The well, there's shit. no waiting music. Come on, was. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> right, okay. Each week on the All Music Is Good podcast, we like to celebrate our unofficial podcast sponsor for the week. The unofficial sponsor may be an actual thing, a local business, a concept, or even a thought bubble or experience. Basically, it's whatever the hell we want it to be because that's the way we roll. We also we all sorry no we always like to make it clear that the unofficial podcast sponsor has no links to this podcast, has never agreed to be the sponsor, has never materially contributed anything to this podcast, nor endorsed the relationship. Nonetheless, we like to celebrate them anyway for contributing positive vibes towards our everyday life experience. So without delaying any further, was can you please tell us what or who this week's unofficial
0: podcast sponsor is. All right, so this is only the second time I've done this, but um, cause Rx, this is normally Rx domain, but um, this week the unofficial podcast sponsor is a concept and it's uh, <laughs> it's handymen that are actually handymen.
2: <laughs> now,
0: <laughs> like I've got a story right behind this. So I got this handyman to come over many years ago. And I just needed to get the fly wire on the front of my door fixed, right? Because it just ripped. And he said, yeah, 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 we can do it. And um, he half did it. And then he was also going to clean my drain out from where there was a blockage. i got this sort of turret, Art Deco turret on the front of my thing. And you need to, it's pretty hard to get up there and clear it out. Anyway, I'll do that as well. He fucking half-assed did the job, and then he just left and never came back. Was that today? No, no. This this is some years ago. Oh. Anyway, so like you know, you see all these Jim's mowing and you know, gym's handyman around. Like, what the frick, You know, how is there like a body or, or a, a body that like you know has handyman? You have to be a an member ombudsman. <laughs> and an, handyman ombudsman. Because I'm going to tell you the story, right? I got this guy like so my. My partner and I were having this massive fight and she cracked it and she got in the car and drove out of the house and she drove straight through our fence, right, at the front. It was one of those yellow brick, you know, um, 50s yellow brick suburban. Um, mid-century, I think. Mid-century the, house. Yeah, yeah. But we also had the uh, the fence as well, which is why she, she knocked it over. And um, anyway, called up this guy, uh, a school dad called Macca,
3: so okay. Macca said, Macca said... See, I was going to stop you here and ask, was he of Slavic descent? No, no, he wasn't. clearly no, no, not.
0: He's clearly not. No, he's from the country. And, uh, hey, I'll, I'll, I'll build your fan. I'll knock it down and build a new one for you if you want. I'm like, okay, cool, like, good. And and my partner said, oh, I want to be something like that house around the corner. Two weeks later, all done. Beautifully, like, you know, he'd... um. He'd got the sander out and like curved the top of the rail. So uh, what do you call it? Like um Beveled. Beveled. That's right. He he'd beveled the um all the tops of the um the fence. And it was a beautiful thing. Mako, you did a good job. And then I was like, I need um I need some Rio um put on like the side of my um uh fence at the back so I can grow a vine up it. Yeah, I'll come around and do that, no worries. Maka, um, we we want to get some laundry cupboards put in, like you know that we were going to call the uh, uh, cabinet maker to go. Oh, I'll do it. Have you ever done this before? No, no, but I feel like you know I can do it. We've got new cabinetry, like beautifully. He just called up the cabinet maker, just put put all the measurements, matched it up with the bottom cabinets, all done. A fucking proper handyman, <laughs> dude. And then he also fixed my plumbing on the way out. Like, and it's just like so. My point being that like there are some handymen that call themselves handyman who are obviously not handyman and I think the standard of handyman has gone down in society today and so like you should have to be at a certain level mm-hmm. or there should be some body to register yourself as a handyman
3: non-Slavic is what I mean by oh, really? <laughs> Which I'm allowed to say <laughs> being of Slavic descent myself.
0: Uh, are you so you're a handyman
3: uh, just well, by being uh, of uh, Slavic uh, descent? No, no, that's that's my point. <laughs>
0: right? Okay. It's not. Oh, Beware okay. the sl- the Slavic. Oh, you think I might have caught a Slav? Right? Well, but, but Slav. in the suburb I live, you know, it's more likely to be a non handyman of Greek origin. Ah, well, probably. Well, at least so the, ortho- the be- Orthodox
3: faith, Christian Orthodox <laughs> yeah, faith, right. is involved.
0: So anyway, look. So how are you going to regulate it? Like, I mean, we need to like some. We need to frame some sort of rating scale around this this concept here. Um, Got any ideas, Kylie?
1: Um, I'm trying to think about this because my mom has a, f- a good friend from Rye who's actually a very good handyman, and he's like got so many people trying to get him to come around that he just doesn't he just doesn't have time for them all.
3: Right. So it's just like know. a conceptual rating scale. Like yeah, you just totally. need a name for yeah. it. Yeah, you
0: know, like yeah, yeah. yeah we, we need to rate it's it. We need to come up with some sort of number, like one, like, one to five. So you know, Dolmarty. Yeah, it like, like, could, yeah, like, could be that. Like could be how many?
1: <laughs> how many guys? How many like? Guys, could you should like yeah? How many races? How many people should you call? We can't, you know,
3: like. that's 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 a dangerous slippery slope. (laughs) There,
0: (laughs) I've got an idea. Like maybe, like I was thinking that it could be a a, a ten, right? Being the ultimate, it could be a full macker, like a full macker. Like you know, you could have a three quarter macker. You could have a six pack macker. For are a six. Are you going
1: to give out business cards for Macca's business?
0: <laughs> Look, Macca doesn't know that I'm like shouting him out. And, like, he's, I did he's read gonna, out that thing before, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. there's, there's like. no material gains that I'm getting full from Macca. like shouting out Macca. Um,
1: um, a full Macca or like, yeah, so it should go from a full Macca down to a full Slav. Yeah. That's
3: <laughs> <right>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we do live in a society where no one can even grow a carrot anymore. Yeah. So, like, and in yeah. the middle
1: is like, is
3: Greek Orthodox. Yeah, so the middle ground.
0: Well, middle ground might be gyms. Crossroads. Yeah, gyms yeah. could be a five. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, so, types of handyman. All handyman are good. $50, <laughs> no, <they're not>. <laughs> $50 <laughs> to screw that's in a just cool. light bulb.
3: Yeah. Just, so, just thinking of the transcript here and making sure it reads well. <laughs> <laughs> All handymen are good. All <laughs> slabs are right. potentially All good.
0: Are good. That's right. Um, okay, so I reckon, like. it could get cancelled here. A 10 is a full marker. Um, Were you thinking that Jim's is like regulated enough to be a five?
3: I think that could end up in court So I'd be calling (laughs) Jim's a solid nine most of the time
0: I mean, we just leave Jim's out of it? That's um, right. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> we, uh, maybe we should leave Slavs out of it as well.
3: Like, uh, we right
0: uh,
1: because because uh, Yuri Pavlinov's name needs to be changed um, unless, yeah. yeah so It's y- a whole other story. You, ha- you, ha- you have a name that, that we've, you know, we are not the Olympic Committee. We've decided to allow you onto the podcast, even though your name is Yuri Pavlinov. But we're not using yeah. any so, sort
0: of official flags. Yeah. Or, so uh, No,
1: but I think we should be allowed to say maybe, mm, well... We need to be able to find something that we can all agree upon is is not something that we would call. Like, so who would we not call to do our work for us? Like, if I wanted my gutters cleaned, who would I not call?
3: Mm. Tough question. I don't know. Well, that's a, you know we, staring we,
0: into the um, gateway of of,
3: <laughs> of of so let's think. What's
1: what's a lovely what's think, a lovely Russian name?
0: <laughs> I think we just go a half Macca, a full Macca, well, a three like, quarter yeah, macker.
3: Yes,
1: let's call it like we'll call like um we're we're gonna call it's gonna be Vladimir on the bottom rung there. Right. Okay. Cool. All, all right, the way up we, to Macca. we, we, we getting okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All
2: right. All Vladimir
1: right. is like one, two, three, and four, and then we go to Jim or Jim no, no, Jim's James. We go to James. Yeah, James. Yeah. James. James. James for f- uh, five, six, seven, and then we go up from, from there and we go to Macar.
0: Okay. yeah. So three-quarter Maca yeah. up yeah. is, okay. Ken. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get really confused how we do this. Because James
1: it, Jim is short for James, so we're not saying Jim.
0: And at the end, if you could just
3: like give we me never a... never said Jim.
0: If no, you could also give my me a number name. out of ten, like, you know, that would also be helpful for my <laughs> Instagram post. <laughs> we don't want to make it great. easy for you. All right. You're okay. good at maths. I'm going to go first. Like, I'm going to say... Uh, Look, oh, it's a really. I'm gonna give it a, a, like a seven out of ten, which will be like a. That's into the Maccas. That that's that's a that's a. Is it? Yeah, that's a macker. That's it a, was still an uncle. That's James. A just Macca. Just Macca? Yeah. All right. Just Macca.
1: Just Macca worthy.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Right. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. I thought I didn't. If you, you had a, notes? got rid of the DJ Khaled and yeah. uh, something, one of the other tracks, I actually thought it would be a really good album. And and a good A and R guy would have track listed that album a little bit better as well. Yuri,
3: what about you? I'm going to give it an eight because generally I'm so full of vitriol and hated everything <laughs> in the world. And, wow. and I listened to the whole album and quite enjoyed it. So, wow. That's so nice. You know, I'm
0: so glad. That's a solid macker. That's yeah, lovely. It's a solid, solid.
3: solid macker, you know. Maybe just didn't quite cut the top of the fence right, but, you know. <laughs> It's in a straight line still. He he
0: his beveling wasn't of like you the know. The screen door, just screen door doesn't
3: quite click in when the gas <laughs> strut returns. You <laughs> right.
0: had to come back a number of times. <laughs> uh
3: all right,
1: Carly. Yes. I, I think I I really liked obviously I chose it and I didn't know what to expect and I really did enjoy it and especially loved the gorgeous song, as I keep on saying. Um, so I'm gonna give it a, like an eight and a half, which is like going from solid macca up into, you know, deep, almost deep Macca territory. Um, I feel like, yeah, my, my I feel like my gutters are quite
0: clean and
3: the, no, all the water's going into the there's tank. There's no Korea sticker on the side of that, Camry. <laughs> no, nope,
1: it's gone straight.
0: I reckon has cleaned the gutter and he's also put up a bit of wire mesh so nothing else will and get stuck And he cleaned the filter on the
1: top of the tank. Right. So, yeah, that's all I need.
0: Yeah, you need more macas in your life. Um, yeah, but, I
1: mean, I wouldn't ask him for anything, like, you know, above two storeys, so let's just – I'm keeping it at eight and a half.
0: All right, cool. All right, well – um, we've got a seven, an eight, and an eight and a half. That's like going into album of the year territory straight away with this.
3: Um, Mary Jane J which I'm
0: not sure about, well, but I um, mean,
3: we're on the verge of World War Three, we might as well be positive <laughs> sure about right. it. We
0: could be, we could be <laughs> Russian any could day, be the now. last oh, album no. ever released. What's it like,
1: Yuri? My mum was saying the other day, Hey, don't worry about it, we'll probably all be Russian soon. And I I'm was like, I'm like, I'll just ask Yuri. <laughs> he's fine about it. <laughs>
0: All right, on that note, um, look, we're, we're full mackering to the next album. We'll be back in one second. <laughs>
1: second album this evening is uh, Robert Glasper's Black Radio 3 and that was Esperanza Sporting being the coolest person in the world.
0: Hey, so, can I interrupt quickly? Like, uh, last week or maybe it was two weeks ago, we started talking about albums with sequels and we Eric um, mm-hmm. brought up that, um, you know, we because we were talking about Bat Out of Hell 1 and 2 and we were saying, like, Bat Out of Hell 2 is obvious sequel and then mm-hmm. Guns N' Roses, usually Illusions 1 and 2 were an obvious sequel but then we thought maybe Led Zeppelin 1, 2, 3 and 4 weren't really sequels because they were sort of, you know,
3: just on three burners. Same as Toto. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is
0: um, on 3 Burners Volume 1 and 2? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, I mean, maybe I wouldn't put them up there with Guns N' Roses and Bad Out of Hell. But um, Black Radio 1, 2 and 3, I also kind of don't think that they're proper sequels really. Would that be fair to say?
1: Well, I was just asking you today if I, you know, he couldn't think of any other names for his records. So he just, he's not, yeah, like, it's like.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, I think it's, when you start doing, there should be clearer pathways forwards for sequels. And I, I think calling it one, two and three maybe is smart from a naming perspective, but maybe not.
3: I mean, if you take it from a movie perspective, it's got to be like Ghostbusters where it's exactly the same film but worse. Yeah. Next. <laughs> <laughs> and Wayne's sense. World.
1: <laughs> but if it's Star Wars, then you have to start on the prequels. Yeah, that, is, that is true. I, what do you call the prequels?
0: You may be onto something. Minus idiotic. one, minus two? You may be onto something. Although I did think Guns N' Roses User Illusions 2 was better than one.
3: Yeah, yeah. that's, that's
0: That yeah. might be the only exception to the rule. Potentially.
1: <laughs> I like your old stuff better than your new stuff. Okay. You guys are not alone.
0: Anyway, keep going, Kylie. Sorry.
1: Anyway, so that was all a bit, yeah. So Esperanza Sporting is deeply scary in so many ways because she's so fucking gold. Cool. Sorry. She's very clever at everything, really, isn't she? She's a multitasker for the world. Okay, sorry. I know that you've written something about this, but I can't, I can't stop. You're still playing it in the background, so I have Upscript, to like
3: Upscript. I can't stop. This is where think. you read the bio. <laughs> I can't, can't stop
1: thinking about it. <laughs> Robert Glasper is a jazz pianist with a knack for mellow, harmonically complex compositions that also reveal a subtle hip hop influence. Inspired to play piano by his mother, a gospel pianist and vocalist, Glasper attended Houston's High School for the Performing Arts. After graduation, he studied music at the New School University in Manhattan, where he found performance work with such luminaries as bassist Christian McBride, saxophonist Kenny Garrett, and others. After graduating college, Glasper worked with a variety of artists including trumpeter Roy Hargrove, vocalist Carly Simon and rapper Most Def. He was also the MD from both Maxwell and Q-TIP. Crucial to the enduring rel- rel- fuck, I can't say it. sorry start again. Relevance. yeah that's no, a hard one. Mm. Crucial to the enduring relevance of Blue Note Records since his mid-2000s debut as a leader, the Houston Native regularly topped Billboard's jazz albums chart with his highly collaborative recordings for the label. Such as the Grammy-winning Black Radio, 2011, and Black Radio 2, 2013, as well as Art Science, 2016, all three of which were credited to Robert Glasper Experiment. In addition to guiding projects such as the soundtrack for Miles Ahead, another Grammy winner. Has
0: anyone seen that? Has anyone seen that Miles David put Don Cheadle? Mm -hmm. No, I haven't seen it either.
1: Excuse me. And R plus R equals nows, logically speaking. That's a bit. Yeah, of a that's
2: a weird Tongue word. twister,
1: isn't it? Glasper has contributed to dozens of um, sessions across genres, most notably Kendrick Lamar's To Pimp a Butterfly. Since moving to Loma Vista recordings, Glasper has released Fuck Your Feelings 2019, a mixtape that exemplifies his resistance to expectations and devotion to spontaneity, and Black Radio 3 2022, a progression from his Blue Note sessions. Thanks all right. Me say all that she was.
0: <laughs> no, no worries. Well, that's part of your role as guest host. Oh God, it was so tongue-twisting. Got to give a backstory. Mm, um, that's beautiful. Look, it's been ten years since uh, Black Radio One came out last week. Uh, uh, ten years last week, I think it is. And um, I don't know, like you know, I mean, obviously you guys are both jazz heads, and like a, you know, in a really uh. epicly way. <laughs> But, um,
3: Look at this ponytail. <laughs>
0: Does this say jazz head to you? <laughs> I think you know, um, maybe not to you guys, not that I'm a jazz head either. But like, I think that album had a lot of impact um, on maybe redefining what jazz could be and where it could go. Like, I, I don't think it's unfair to say that. Um, like, he was Gus was sort of like the guy who grew up in with you know hip-hop and modern r&b as his sort of you know as his way of thinking and he was able to sort of you know take you know the formal education in jazz tradition and then blend it up with you know the, those genres but more in a way like where hip-hop and r&b were at the forefront as opposed to um you know as we touched on you know he just scattered it with you know jazz sensibilities as opposed to sort of you know fully jazzing out on what he did um and, like, you know, I think in hindsight, like, you can see it sort of, you know, leading to where he got to, but, like, when that black radio hit, like, it, it ex- exploded and I thought it was, like, it was really universally embraced because, I, I don't know, I loved it at the time and, you know, when you get guys like Derek Hodge playing bass and Chris Dave playing dramas here on that sort of wavelength, similar wavelength, you know, um, you know, and they wanted to play with their, like, their idols who, so like, hip-hop luminaries, like, sort of Common and most deaf and and all those guys, like, you know, you just you know, only good things can happen and, and it sounded legit and authentic, I thought. Um so yeah, like when Black Radio hit, like I got sucked up in it and, and maybe I've told this story before, but like you know, I think it just came out and he played at Melbourne Jazz Festival and I think he might have played at the forum one night and then he was playing at Bennett's Lane in the back room on the second night. And I said, I don't know, I got some tickets and I also got a ticket for my dad. He sort of likes jazz, but not really. He lives four hours out of Melbourne in a country town. I think the last he got taken into was like a Charles Mingus big band special somewhere. But yeah, you know, he likes Fat Waller and Oscar Peterson. But like, he's got really big gaps in his knowledge. And when I say big gaps, I mean like 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 black hole big gaps in his jazz knowledge. And um. So you know, we were lining up to go on with all the hipsters, and my dad rocked up with his cardigan at like midnight because the gig started at midnight. Original hipster. <laughs> I think he'd had to sleep before he came out, Gorgeous. and um, you know they played. You know, they played for like four hours. Like the gig finished at four in the morning, and it was it was sort of like a marathon, oh my gosh. and. Um,
1: did he, did he stick it out? He stuck it out, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. He stuck he it out. Cool, and yeah. he
0: just, and and so, like, but every now and again, like, randomly, I'll we'll be talking on the phone. And he goes, oh, remember that um, gig that we went to at Bennett's Lane? And like, well, what was that guy's name? I'm like, Robert Glasper. He goes, yeah, that was a really good gig, wasn't it? Well, it's like, probably one of the fucking best gigs <laughs> that's ever been played in this city by four jazz musicians, like, oh. of, you know, at any one time. How beautiful. And he just has no sort of... Concept, but he of, went and he he, he, it. he was, but he's got like he doesn't understand like how epic like that gig was. It was just like I think it was,
1: he does because he was there.
0: Well, he does, but he can't sort of you know contextualize it to anything else that he has been to. But it's or so seen. cute
1: that he's not being such a cool dude that he can go. Wasn't that awesome? Instead of going, yeah, I was there. I'm really cool, and I don't have to say anything. Except like, for know.
0: um Casey Benjamin, who was playing this like weird discordant saxophone with like an effects plug on so oh, i think he probably played that a bit too much which well, he did <laughs> which well, he did <laughs> you know you it, it was vocoded <laughs> and like you know just corn vocal plug i mean effects plugins on his like EWE or whatever i was just like yeah it was too much at four o'clock in the morning I
1: like your dad's on the money <laughs>
0: anyway um uh anyway i think like much like um like the other two albums, this album's like chock, chock-a-block full of hip-hop heads and, uh, you know, and and the who's who. Um, Black people. Y- yeah, yeah, yeah. Except for Yebba. Except for Yebba. Hey, so like, okay, so the first song started, and I know like Glasper has done like radio heads in his trip-hop, I mean his trio band before, trip-hop. Um, but like that first track, that sound like it like should have been on like Kid A or something. Did you get that sort of vibe at all? No
1: Oh I loved it I loved it So I mean like the first line I was a bit like Oh no that's a bit distressing I don't want to be distressed You know like I don't like to go to horror movies I don't like to know Awful things about You know like You know Obviously the black experience of It was like Oh he I didn't i heard something about you know his mother and i just didn't want to hear i was like oh, i don't want to, Oh, it's going to be yucky but then i i was like oh, okay i'll just throw myself in there and listen to it It was so beautiful like what an amazing rhymer like what an amazing writer the first that track Amea with saw, the I mean, black
0: light the blm sort of references yeah so like right the, in,
1: in tune like it was just a beautiful what a beautiful poet like gorgeous so
0: um, clever look um so i mean that that song obviously set the tone for the album um and I don't know if anyone's seen the um, Tiny Desk thing of Common at the White House and um, he's playing with, um, uh, what's the name, Riggins on the drums and Glasper and Common's rapping. And it's really like, um, it, it's it's along the same theme. Um, and I think the real strength and also the real weakness of albums, of this album, like, you know, is probably the same thing. Um you know the first couple of tracks is that contemplative sort of hymn-like spiritual quality to the songs, and the the first three songs have that. Like Black Superhero sort of sets up the groove, and it's got that sort of cool octave guitar loop in the background, Um and it gives it a vibe like it's like a two-bar loop, you know, of you know being done, which is which is the intention, I guess. Um, track three is kind of similar, and then we get to that Esperanza sporting track, which we played before. So good, sort of. You sort of needed it by track yeah. four.
3: Yeah, it's 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 hectic and and these <laughs> angular BVs and and as you said, it's almost pitchy. Yeah, but it is like. Derek, it, she it, does it on purpose? It's kind <laughs> of like those 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 sort of French records from the sixties. It yeah. is they're they're coming in from these angles. Uh, yeah, I think it's intentional because it re, it gets you, it grabs you. It's not in you know, otherwise. You could say the same sort of thing about Charday. You know, it's like you would you wouldn't want to see. it. Auto tune on that—it's sort of the, gives it something. Yeah,
0: and it's she the, almost and does, she it's also right. does mo, mo, She does her harmonies also out of tune, so you kind of sort of think that she's doing it like <laughs> she's so talented Esperanza sporting that she's probably singing microtonally. But it's
3: kind now. of kind of like <laughs> swooping down on you, all yeah. these things coming at you, and it's you know it ain't boring.
1: <laughs>
0: no, it's, it's cool, isn't it? Amazing. Um, but like I mean, you, you get to that song, you you kind of needed that sunshine. To sort of come yeah. in because it felt really dense up into that point, point. Mm. and I thought that Q-tip verse was awesome because you know anything you know tribe called Quest sort of flavors on it is always a big tick for me. Um, I think I've written yeah, um, and um, so the Yeba track like that sort of harked back to that black first black radio with the optimizer on the bass. Mm. Did you get that optimizer?
3: Again, a really distinct vocal thing, you know. She's, uh, it's, it's a, I, I love it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she was beautiful. Um, and the mix profile, um, yeah, it, it felt like it was a track from that sort of Black Radio one to me. Um, I was pretty disappointed with the her negatello collab Um, as like the negatello, mm. um, track on the first album is like my favorite. Um, I didn't. I hated the drum mix in it. Um, it was really <laughs> really snare-y. Um. Um, I just wrote not amazing. Yeah, look like, <laughs> ha, like having said all that, even though I didn't like it, if you look at the metrics, like is the most popular song by ten, it's got her on it. Because it's got her mm-hmm. on it. Yeah. So it's had twelve million plays and then the next best is under a million. Which is mm-hmm. because it's basically got everyone else is like old school mm-hmm. hip hop or you know, it's it's, it's weird. Um
3: You got a bit of crossover after that.
0: Yeah, we <laughs> <to play. laughs> We've ever got to be a crossover. Did that inspire your choice of albums after that, Arik? Uh, oh, Arik, sorry, Ar- Yuri. Sorry, Yuri. Uh,
3: it, it, um, not really. But uh, it, I, I, I did find it. You know, I do think we live in some sort of sinister simulation, and that just proves that. You know, that just jumped out at me as soon as I stunk into this album. I'm like, well, that's just weird, isn't it?
0: So it was, um, it was uh, Leila Half the Way doing Tears for Fears. Everybody How wants cool to rule is the that? world. I mean, the crossover. I thought it was nice, but, like, you know, like, in my humble opinion, I think Everybody Wants to Rule the World is probably one of the best songs ever made.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yes.
0: But I
1: just thought it was so cool because we're doing Tears With and also, but she, like, anything that Layla Hathaway does is, like, next level amazing. And, like, if you're going to add backing vocals to it, I, I think I'll allow her to.
0: I don't know. Like, I mean,. When you've got a song that's so perfect, like what's the point of doing a cover?
1: But she sort of found all those like other chords or hum, little harmony thing that's that you would sort of sing in the in the shower that you wouldn't sing in front of anyone else. But she was like, she's Layla Hathaway, so she can make it like. I'd listen to
0: her sing anything. Like like yeah. if if ever you want someone to sing on the note, like she's the anti Esperanza. She can sing Scholar a chord. Singer. Yeah, she's crazy. I mean, um, I actually my favorite bit about that song was actually the common, rap on it, and um, which it could have been a completely different song. Like like when they sort of broke down into something else, I mm-hmm. thought that was really cool. Um, the music Soul Child track, I thought was nice. I liked all the BVs that sat in with the high pads.
3: Is that, is that um, everybody love?
0: Uh, let's have a look. Sorry, I got to bring it up now. Is that the song after Everybody Wants to Rule the World? It don't matter. Yeah, yeah. Gregory Porter. No, LaDice. no, no. Gregory Porter's the next one after yeah. that. Not- so the Gregory Porter track with uh, I love Gregory Porter. Love Ladisi. Mm-hmm. And when he starts feeling when he starts singing, you feel good. You know, he's just got that voice. It's so good. I thought the track is a bit straight ahead though. And like this is where I'm gonna go. I'll just this is my kind of issue with the album. It's pretty straight ahead. Like it's kind of set up the groove, hang Mm. on it for four or five minutes, maybe go to the bridge, maybe make the groove interesting by putting in an unusual chord choice. But actually at the heart of it, it's just three chord grooves. And chuck on a, hmm. a segue chunk yeah. at the end. And like, like, don't get me wrong, I think it's lush and it's cool as fuck with like heaps of interesting bridging chords. But it, I don't know, it feels like it's one song after the other, other of the same thing. Um, and the only difference is the vocalist change. And
1: but they all wrote their own songs, which is interesting.
0: I, I just think when you're critically analysing it, like it actually becomes a bit same-samey. Um, yeah, I did feel that a bit too. But, like, on a vibe perspective, like it's super sexy. Like, I mean, I'm sure you would have road tested this album late at night, Yuri. I mean, like, that was part of the brief of you coming on. That's right. That you were given the task of putting on this on I think, I think at 12 this, o'clock and see what happens.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's right. I think this one I was actually <laughs> lying on uh, in the lounge room and my partner came out and said, You're snoring. <laughs> and uh, I went, No, I'm not. I'm listening to an album. No,
1: it's make-out music. I was waiting for you. <laughs>
3: I could hear it playing
0: from the bedroom <laughs> is what she says. She was
1: like, Is this make out music?
0: <laughs> What's happening, Yuri? She said <laughs> I
2: like it.
1: We're no. making this
0: up as we go along. <laughs> no, none of that. It could none have been though. Like in a in a different world, in a different time.
3: <laughs> if I you kinda feel that
0: this is the album for that sort of stuff.
3: What a world. <laughs> I'd like to visit that world. <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway, so there's a lot of vibe. A um who wants to get next? Carla, you want to talk about it?
1: Oh, I just sort of talked as we went, really. You know, like I pretty much think mm, some of the same things as you, except that I really liked I, you know, okay, so from the start, what it were, where, where did we start? So it went forever. This album goes forever,
3: but yeah. It is long. It is a yeah. long record. What what is it what, coming in as? Out? It, like
1: 12, 11, 12. But, um, 13 tracks. 13, is it? Yeah, but that, I don't know how you say it. Amir Silliman, like I loved that, you know, the poet, the poetry. I just, I don't really. Yeah, I don't get to listen to that much And I just thought it was cool You know, people who were once Oh, actually, sorry,
0: I feel bad 13 songs at one hour and seven minutes That's so right, yeah That is quite yeah, long it goes Yeah, goes on forever But, you know, if you're testing it out late at night One hour seven minutes It might made him be snore. A okay, good so yeah. stretch of time <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's too long for some people I don't know yeah.
1: I thought I thought I really liked his rhyming, you know, because you're always thinking of how to rhyme things and he's like, you know, eight ball in the corner pocket, eight ball in the corner carpet. And he rides sub, subconscious with agnostic. Like, I like that shit. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, I just felt it was just a, a who's who of black folks. Um, and it, it made me think, yeah, we don't have a black superhero, do we? So um, a lot of those people that on that song, I, all these names, I don't know who they are. Like, most of them, I looked them up and there's, you know, people that have played with Mary Mary and, you know, drummed like with Adele and also are these people. I don't know anything about these people. Like you guys are in bands. You play instruments. You're interested in the names of the people that are in the bands. I, but I, don't, I don't even know I don't some know of my uncle's know. names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you're Russian, so.
0: Well, I think um I think he's core band like of Derek Hodge and there's two drummers, Chris Drave and he's touring drummer and uh, obviously he plays key. So that covers most of the stuff really
1: well, Anderson packs on this again, you know, like so he's just spreading himself around. Um, it, it, there's so many crossovers in this because we've got the Tears for Fears, we've got the um Anderson pack. It's like we've got um, Jennifer Hudson, we've is got Is there Paige anybody Martin. else like in the world? You yeah, know, Jennifer Hudson, she's at the end, but Esperanza Sporting obviously is the best in the world at everything, and I love her. Um, Yebra yeah, has got the most beautiful voice, of course. Um, I was just thinking, what is a contact high FFS because you know, I sang that with the bamboos, um, the Tina Turner song. Uh, like it was a contact high. Like, what does that actually mean? Does anyone know? Because I in songs all the time. I never know what it. Is. So, if anyone knows, yeah, can in, you please it's in send that us terrible a um,
3: Beach Boys song? As well. <laughs> contact <laughs> high. Yeah, what yeah. is it? Which uh, which one? Uh, um, Kokomo. Kokomo. Oh yeah. Tropical contact high. Yeah. yeah. Was well, it from
1: touching somebody or something? Is it contact high? I think so. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, uh, there, was there some sort of like hidden track, weird thing happening at the end of the Yebba track?
0: Oh my god! I didn't, oh no! It just sort of changed to a mm, different yeah. sort of song. There's okay, a bit of that. So
1: yeah, and like I was thinking that um, you know, Yizzy was saying that better than I imagined that Michelle and her thing It was like uh, I thought that would Michelle's one of my heroes and her, you know, I thought they would have done better. Anyway, uh, it didn't it didn't interest me in any way? Um, everybody yeah, that wants was to I was really interested in that. I loved it. I thought it was good, but only because. You know I'm a bogan Who likes to hear The same songs Over and over again And when somebody Just puts a little bit Of difference in there I'm happy with that So yeah I liked that I mean her Um, voice
0: is crazy It's so good It's
1: mentally good And yep Gregory Porter He's great I just know him As the bad hat guy But you know It's because he's got (laughs) Like a He's got, he had a skin <laughs> thing and that's, I can't be mean, so sure, shush, Kylie. All God. skin things
3: are good. Yeah, yes, he had a skin
1: sorry. operation. So well, that's a good.
0: All Gregory Hort is a good. But he's
1: just, he sings like chocolate, doesn't he? And this oh, Lodice, so Lodice. i never heard of him is amazing. Her she,
0: she's on the first black she's radio. She's
1: got 14 Grammy nominations and she's done 11 albums. I didn't even know who she was, so thank you for making me know who she was. Mm-hmm. Heaven's here. Like, um, who's Aunt Clemens? Like, well, Kanye loves him and he's worked with Pharrell and Timbaland and all that sort of stuff. So, like, there's so many of those kids. Like, they're just out there doing this. Everybody on this album can sing so perfectly. It just seems like it's all of them. And Jennifer Hudson, like, she's the last one. She's like the best singer in the world. And she's yeah. Obviously, it was just it was, it was a bit obvious to me at the end it, I think. It was becoming a bit like, oh, God, is it over yet? It yeah. was all just too beautiful and all a bit too produced and nice because, like, I loved it at the start, but at the end it was like, oh, come on, give me, a, like, a bit of a chop out or something. I wanted something a bit grungy or somewhere. I, I think
3: you're right. I think it was too long. Yeah. I, I mean, for me, uh, track 11, Out of My Hands, kind of brought back some this sort of a bit of disco, organic, good time. Which it really needed by that stage because Heaven's here was sort of like we, we're getting,
0: it's yep. getting a bit like yeah, that yeah. must have been
3: about <laughs> fifty-five minutes and one a.m. and it's just like oh get me out of this hole. And, and, <laughs> and
0: it did. So. I like that you committed to listening to the whole thing. That but you, the PJ you, Morton
1: dude, and, and India were fantastic. You know, do you, you see when they sang together, like all, all the little tiny little, little, little things, they got it all perfectly together. Like they could sing like every, it was like they, they synced their vibratos. It was perfect.
0: Well, that was actually the song that wasn't straight ahead. It was actually a song song that PJ Morton even though I didn't like it, it was still a song.
1: I love India Arie and I love PJ Morton. I loved what they did together but I don't think it was – it was nuanced and beautiful but I, it still was – I still wanted to – I think I was asleep with you, but yeah. PJ Morton
3: sounds like somebody who would have joined Poison after C.C. DeVille. Then.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's a great name. I'm coming at this completely ignorant but like I'm rolling with that name.
0: Can I can I just say that um when my kid was born I I called him Joshua James Hunter so he could always call himself JJ Hunter yeah, so if he ever wanted to join a band or any sort of cool yeah. thing like he'd be fine.
3: That's brilliant. That's a good JJ. setup.
0: That's a good setup, Dad. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Um, you know, was it a bit too over the top? Did you think?
3: Uh there were bits where I was, you know, it took me straight back to music college, and uh, which is kind of a good thing. There was sort of. Harking back to to sort of like some Jill Scott things in my life. Um and yeah, and like that Esperanza track just is just cracking. So that was fantastic. And uh and yeah, but uh some it's it sort of it, it some sections swamped me down. But you know, I'm just a I'm just a weird ignorant slav. So well, we did
1: no. the India India R E songs we were doing at weddings and shit back in the day. Mm. you know, so that, that brought that yeah, up, yeah. Out, I suppose. But um, bro, like, who is the? And I was like, who is Ty Dolla Sign? He's a very pretty looking boy, isn't he? And he, he's not even a rapper; he's just a singer. Okay, that that's a straight up big. strange thing to be doing in, in that world.
3: Um, but I think I think an hour and six minutes is is, <laughs> is long for a record.
0: I agree. Um, they could have chopped three or four songs off that album quite easily and came in with something a bit better. I think they
3: could have done a Jive Bunny and just mashed them all into <laughs> a, a super hit. They
0: could have, <laughs> black super hit. Um. Now I don't know. I I just uh, should we sh- do we need to talk about it anymore? Should we take it to the rating scale? Anyone else
1: want to like add anything?
0: Can we get? I don't know. I mean, work? the mix it was beautifully mixed, wasn't it? I mean, the, oh the, yeah, the standard of, of of um the, the sounds on it were just so yeah. good. It was
3: sleep. Uh, it was. It, it was, put you to sleep.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's beautiful.
3: All all vocal performances sounded phenomenal. But it's sort like, of a bit turn, sad because – In this, a technical sense, it's yeah. just like it sounded lush. But they're lush. all
1: so good. It's like we don't even get it because it's, the, the level is all just like there. You know, mm. instead of going, oh, have, let's have a shit singer so we can see how good the next singer is.
0: <laughs> I wonder who um, – Insert name. I wonder if um, <laughs> Esperanza Sporting was, um, huh. ran that song because, you know, that had such a continental vibe, mm. but didn't it? Mm. It just mm-hmm. felt like mm. so like late 60s French. Yeah. That It was yeah. so perfect. Like, who did that? who
1: was that band that, like, uh, Simon Gray used to always make us sing? There was that band from, uh, like, Sweden or something that always did all their harmonies um, in unison? No. I'm like Yeah, but no, it was another one. Uh, Roxette. Okay. No, we, we're sorry. not playing this game anymore. Sorry. I can't, I don't know it. But, there was like, the unison... Uh, the 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 backing vocals taking over and having a section and being all in unison. It's just like a really lush thing, and that's what she, you know. That sounded really like that. Like everything was like,
3: I agree. Segmented. It was. He, clearly, you're talking about Roxette. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think it was. There was a lot of unison singing. I think. Uh, um, but
1: not. I mean, but even but unison, but also up the octave unison, like the same you know same note, but. Yeah, just it sounds really neat and pretty and dreamy.
0: There's a really famous French band. Uh, I, I I wish I knew my my French history, but like you know, you you watch it. On well, any... they're no good at wars, are they? Don't know. No. Well, <laughs> they good just talking like it up. Um, I just it's you, you, oh, i need to research it in the break and come back and have a look. But yes, any any sort of sort of French movie from the 60s. Serge Gainsbourg. That's right. There yeah. we go. It sound it sounded a lot like that. Mm. Did you get that part? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, there we go. I might just close the show now. <laughs> do, 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 do. Thank you for joining us. Um, <laughs> look, I reckon we take it to the rating scale. Um, if you were to, yeah, if you compare it to one and two, I think there's been a sort of downward sort of, you know, one was really pushing the envelope and it was, you know, melodically and harmonically interesting and it was just fresh. Um, two wasn't as good. Three's different. Like it's, very, it's a lot more contemplative, this album. I think it was probably three songs
3: the third jason bourne film that doesn't feature matt damon it I just don't, takes it somewhere different
0: doesn't is he not in it
3: <laughs> that's correct
0: i i it's what <laughs> those bourne things are like something that i always come in halfway it's through so like, good. I love no it. idea what's you, you going on you
3: pretty much just cut and shut all of them together with any bits of the other ones it's just they're, like there's just a citron on its side and some explosion yeah. it doesn't, doesn't matter
0: not good um do I reckon it's better than the Mary J album? That's the question. And I think probably in my head it is just a little bit because, yeah, the performances are crazy and there's you know.
1: But is it a competition? Like, oh, like really like, they're in different buckets. I'm
0: just trying to like frame it somehow.
3: Well, to, you like, know, it's like buying a 30-pack of cans. It's just more cans.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or it's like when you start drinking like mid-string. That is true. And you <laughs> have to
0: drink 30 cans instead of 20. I mean if we're talking about <laughs> ratios and like I'm looking at – the Love Hearts on this one compared to What's the Mary J one. Hearts? Oh, because like I just mark on the Spotify which songs that I you like. Love? I mm. love. And I think there was more <laughs> on the Mary J one than this one. Um but that's because I started getting a bit like this is getting you love this, Robert a bit same samey. But like, you know, if you was to come back and told me this was to work really well at midnight, like I would totally believe that and I think there's a lot of vibe going on about this album and I would play this late at night in you know, a in a hypothetical world that you know I would do that sort of things like if I did that sort of thing.
1: What would you be doing at the time, snoring? <laughs> <laughs> from
0: the floor? <laughs> so I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna give it a three quarter maca. Three quarter maca? Yeah, yeah. Seven and a half. I'm gonna give it a seven and
3: a half. Ooh. Yeah, I I, I I am right there with you on that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. God, you guys are so kind con- yeah, like that's it does seem right. Like I really enjoyed it when it started. Like I loved it. And I did yeah. I loved I loved it up until about when I, yeah, I wanted to go to sleep. So, but, you know, it's it's kind of like, I think it's one of those, like a grower, you know, like you just would like put it on the background and you'd always be happy to have it on. You could even put it on repeat because you wouldn't even know where it was up to because it's pretty much the same all the way through.
3: I think just like the White Album or Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, it, 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 it could have benefited from some truncation.
1: What is truncation?
3: Shortening. shortening. Yep. Okay.
1: Yeah, but still, I think that if you put it on repeat and had it in the background, you'd have a happy night. You know what I mean? Like if you weren't trying yeah. to do it, if Would you weren't trying to impress anyone except it, one girl, maybe.
3: Would you rather thirty Forex Golds or <laughs> twenty-four Cronenbergs? Um uh, twenty-four
1: Cronenbergs. I'd rather I'm not sure. a six pack it's, of that's a
3: Melbourne eternal beer. question.
1: <laughs>
0: I just There's I, no answer to that question. Uh, okay, good. I got it right then. Um mm. I, I kind of I have this sort of issue in my head that Glasp is becoming the Cafe Mar of mm. jazz. And, you know, which is not a good thing. Mm. Whereas, like, once upon a time he's this really fresh guy who was just doing all this sort of, you know, interesting stuff, using hip-hop, R&B and blah, 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 Radiohead. And and now it just feels like, oh, he's really getting to that borderline. I really hope he doesn't do a Black Radiohead. Oh, yeah, all.
1: he's managed to take every single cool person in the world and make them sound, like, really bland.
3: I feel if he just stopped this album track 11, it would have been, like, concise and killer. Yep. And then it sort of just, just waffled on a bit more. Yeah. Yep. Well, yeah, because and you know I we, love you waffles. All waffles are good. When you put but...
1: too many flavors in, and it just tastes like nothing. So, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to give it a six and a half. So what's that? That's but that's oh, like it's James. That's, that's moving into James territory, Uncle yeah. James territory. Yeah, so six and no a half. affiliation.
3: No. Yeah. Why don't you just give it a six
0: pack? Uh,
1: I'm going to give it a six pack. I'm going to go
0: for a six pack of Melbourne. Oh, oh, I don't know how that works in the range.
1: No, star. actually, that's too good. Actually, I would rather a six pack of no, no actually. No, because I love a six pack of Melbourne, I'm going to give it a six pack of mid strength, which is, yeah.
3: What's mid strength? Forex Gold. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Roger, Roger. Roger. What is
1: it? Great, 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 great <sighs> Northern. Yeah. Yeah. Roger's great Northern, mixed, obviously. Yeah. It's great Northern.
0: Oh, yeah. that's nice. No, that's, yeah. no. We can't give Black so, like Ray a great, yeah. Northern six so pack,
1: great, Northern. great Northern. So we're going into that Okay, Great
0: Northern is deep trip. Six. Okay, six. All right. So that's uh, two seven and a half, two uh, three quarter macas, and a uh, <laughs> six pack of. Uh, Mid-strength beer. Okay, we'll be back (laughs) in a second with the last album. Right on. Okay, so the last album for the week is Tears for Fears, the tipping point. We're back. We're back. We're back. Woo! Okay, um, Isabel and Smith met as children in Bath, England. Bath. Both boys came from broken homes, and Smith was leaning towards juvenile delinquency. Isabel, however, turned towards books and eventually discovered Arthur Janinov's primal scream therapy. A way of confronting childhood fears that John Lennon embraced after the Beatles disbanded. Wasabel turned Smith onto Janov. Um, is it Janov? I feel like I'm saying that wrong. Uh, you don't uh, pronounce a J, do you? It's uh, like uh, 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 that's 50
3: fifty-fifty on that.
0: Okay, thanks, Jerry. Um, <laughs> Janov's
3: probably fine.
0: But before the duo explored this theory further, they formed the Scar Revival Band, graduate in the late '70s after releasing a handful of signals, including Elvis should play Scar. That's <laughs> bad graduate dissolved in the early 80s, as they should have, and the duo went on to form Tears for Fears, a synth-pop outfit directly inspired by Yanov's writing. Writing in on the tail end of New Wave and New Romantic, Tears for Fears, which features musical contributions from former graduate keyboard Ian Stanley and early albums, landed a record contract with Polygram in '82. Uh, the following year, the band released its debut, The Hurting, which became a major hit in Britain, generating no less than three top five hit singles. Two years later, the group released Songs from the Big Chair, which demonstrated a more streamlined and soul-influenced song sound. Songs from the Big Chair became a huge hit in America, rocketing to the top of the charts on the strength of the singles Everybody Wants to Rule the World and Shout, which both hit number one and the number three, Head Over Heels. Which were all supported by clever, stylish videos that received heavy MTV airplay. I guess that was the beginning of MTV '85.
3: Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, yeah.
0: '83, '85. Yep, that would have been the prime. That would have been primo. Yeah, when it was like all happening. Um, instead of quickly following songs from the big chair with a new record Tears for Fears laboured over their new record eventually delivering the layered Beatles-esque The Seeds of Love in 1989. I remember it well. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I listened to it today. It didn't sound as good as I remember no, that. No, um, It still really? sounds great in my head. Yeah. yeah. Sowing <laughs> uh, um. the seed. <laughs> Featuring the- soulful <laughs> vocals from Aletta Adams who dominated the hit Women in Chains. That was the
1: only thing that I wrote about this. was like, I want more wo- wo- women in chains. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the album became a hit, reaching number eight, while the single Sowing the Seeds of Love reached number two in the US. It sounded like I'm the Warrior, so didn't it? Yeah, yeah. The Seeds. See the um, tears for Spears spent several years working on the follow up Seeds of Love, during which time they released a collection of Tears Rolled Down Greatest Hits. Um, The group sort of broke up in 92. Um, I think I was reading that Orsabelle, the guitarist, was quite finicky with his production and Smith was more of the vibe guy who was the singer. So they split up and Orsabelle took the name and kept recording um, under the Tears for Fears label and they released "Row the Kings of Spain in 95, which failed to make an impact in... 96, they released a Rarities collection, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. Um, so they got back together, I think, in 2015 after Woodbell's Bell's um, wife passed away. Um, uh, and they've got back together to do this album in – and have been touring. Uh, and it's just arrived and it's come out. And I think it's the first original material by both of them in 18 years, wow. which is a long time. Yeah. Between drinks, so mm. I'm going to start off with the my, my tears for fear story, mm-hmm. which is um, when I first joined, um, when I first started playing. Um, Kylie just done the Family Tree album, and it needed someone to do, you know, electro, and so I said, look, I think I can do this on Ableton. So I programmed it all in, and then she got a gig at Ballinger Festival. It was the headline. Slot it was ninety minutes. I'm like, well, we've only really got about fifty five minutes worth of uh, music here. No, we're doing a ninety minute set. So I went on and got all these stems from all like all these old sort of rare, sort of you know, new romantic, new wave songs. And one of them was shout. I got I found the stems for shout. I thought we could do this. It'd be really good. Like you know, like as like one of the last songs as a cover. And so. I've really just been new to Ableton and triggering and and everything, and I got through eighty-seven minutes of <laughs> of playing music perfectly well, like amazingly well. It was a real fucking mind fuck to be triggering all this stuff, and we we're playing "Shout," and I dropped a I dropped a bar, and Kylie turned around and goes, "What the fuck are you do, man?" <laughs> <laughs> like on stage into the microphone, That's very
3: good interpretation was. <laughs>
0: What the fuck are you doing? And like, it just like, and what were you doing? I just like, I just like, I pushed the wrong button. Like you know, like, but I had spent many hours over many days finding all these songs just so you could do yeah. this song, um, and it all fell apart and shout. My Tears for Fears.
1: But no one thinks you're shit, do they? They just think I'm shit. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's my Tears for Fears story. Um, do you want me to say sorry? No, no, we've been through this. I just, I can't get over it. Anyway, um, Yuri, you bought this album in tonight. Right. So, why was that?
3: Well, it's weird because like about, I don't know, about maybe a year ago because I've, I've always been a massive fan of this band and I don't know why, I just have. Like it's probably when I grew up, I was born in 79, so it's like early and, of course, MTV in Australia was a different animal. It was hosted by Richard Wilkins. It was terrible. But it was still like it was a thing that would soak into your soul. Okay. Despite that guy's weird head. Oh, <laughs> no, I mean. It's looking better now. All heads, all heads are good. Um, <laughs> He's worked on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, and so a couple of years ago I was just nostalgically going like, whatever happened to Tears for Fears? And, you know, this was completely out of the blue. This wasn't like, you know, some sort of internet wormhole. It's just like popped into my head. So then I did go to the internet and this, is, this actually would have been around 2020 and I found footage of them performing at like Rockham Ring or some big European Recently. pop rock festival in 2019 cool. and it was killer. Yeah. Like they were just nailing all the – and I was just like, well, this is strange because, <laughs> yeah. you know, most bands don't don't evolve that way over that yeah. kind of period of time. And so I thought it was my duty to pick this album. I'm oh, so and glad so you did. I did. And so I fucking did. And so, what'd you think of it? Well, it's funny because I've now listened to it four times. <laughs> yeah, and because without I, sleeping. No, because I knew the first on the cursory listen, yeah. it kind of like not many pennies dropped, mm. but there were some sections in there that I'm like, no, I've got to do this again. So I listened to it twice. I'm like, snored okay. through
0: two of them. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> I snored through one and a half of them, but I think by the fourth one, which was driving here tonight, I was just like, no, there's some, there's some solid. Straight because there's this, you know, there's this acrimonious falling apart of the band, and um it, it feels to me like they're having a pretty good time making this record. And a lot of it's sort of like I mean it opens with this big kind of almost sort of like sea shanty ballad. Okay. It was a weird yeah, opening. That was wasn't a weird it? opening yeah, yeah, yeah. with the guitar. But that tune, like that's classic Tears for Fears because it comes from yeah. that and you go like Oh, it's just going to be like three minutes of this, isn't it? You know what I mean. It's just like—is this you
0: know, what we? Is this where they're at now? But they're
3: showing eyes, you is is that they That's can it.
1: still play an instrument, it's just, even though they just you know, think... there's Do you think their synthesizer band is like, oh wow, they can play an yeah,
3: instrument? Yeah, it's just—it's just that. It's, <laughs> and, which I, I, I'll, I'll fill in that word later. Uh, someone you may have seen recently <laughs> saying inappropriate things. Anyway, um, but. Uh, like no, and, and so you know, and that is a strange track. But again, it, it twists and turns in this weird direction, and it ends up somewhere completely it weird. It Yeah,
1: and they uh, end the album yeah. the same way with Basically. another guitar, like started song. But, but which is what quite this, weird.
3: what this band has over every other band, except for maybe certain incarnations of New Order, mm. is programmed. Shuffle,
0: So interesting you and, say New Order because yeah, I've yeah, got that written yeah. down in my notes and as well.
3: This, this, These guys are the kings of a sequenced shuffle, which is a strange rhythm in itself. Yeah, because um, I was thinking yeah. about it because
1: I didn't understand. I'm so glad you said because yeah. I don't understand it because, you know, I don't play that and I don't yeah. understand. But it just said to me, for me, I was saying this is a yeah. Tears for Fears beat. Like what yeah, is yeah. this about? Yeah, yeah. And it
3: is, and like not, it's something, it, It's. I mean, it would be really difficult to go there now because I kind of coined it really but, you know,
1: like riding a horse, it's like
3: that yeah. galloping, but, sort but of like sounds. Th- it is, and then, then, like, there's you know, track five, My Demons is just like vintage, like Tears for Fears, yes, power yep. electronic Absolutely. shuffle, and so that just made me smile.
1: For yeah, me, it just, sort of reminded you know, me of—is it yeah. mid you or Ultravox, or sort of like yeah. My Sex yeah. kind of thing? It was like that real kind of seriously return to form of those, you yeah. know, the golden and, era. And
3: I feel like that was almost like a tip of the hat to themselves. It was kind of like we're making this record we want to make, but by the way, you know, we, we can still put the hammer down, and this is it. Yeah, and um, Check and, this and of course, <laughs> and also like back later in the album, please be happy is is that. That, that heavy Emos. heavy Beatles thing <laughs> yeah,
0: again, yeah. so Beatles.
3: Yeah, but you know they can get away with it for some reason. They could get away with but, it,
0: but but I think I get away yeah. with it because no one else does that anymore. Yeah, does but, does like, there were so many stuff?
3: mod bands in Melbourne, and I won't name names mm. because they're still alive. But the master plan was, was the Beatles the one. Yeah. Well. The master yeah. plan. But you know, yeah, but like this, you know, there's it was it's cringe worthy to go in that direction most of the time. It's somehow. Um, Tears for Fears, have been, it's always, even Seeds of Love, which is so weirdly lush and of 89, it's very 89. But
0: well, there uh, was also the time when, um, not strong. Like Julian Lennon yeah. brought out the um song that was also um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tears Well in My Eyes. Yeah, yeah, Saltwater Wells. Saltwater yeah, salt yeah, yeah, yeah. Wells in My Eyes, yeah. which were, at the same time, like, yeah, yeah. it was kind of weird that there's...
3: This- yeah, it's like a less
0: sort of George. Weird,
3: yeah, another sub-British invasion. But at the same
0: time, George Harrison was still releasing songs. Got yeah. my mind set on. It was yeah. so strange. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. I digress.
3: Anyways, I recommend to anyone who's a Tears for Fears fan to listen to this more than once. It needs like three and then things start to drop in and then it gets much more interesting because all these melodies start to stick, which is, again, is something is, is all you want to kind of achieve in the pop world and so many people don't and they're they're master craftsmen and they are you know clearly they've aged and they've aged gracefully but um they still you know i don't think it's a record that's trying to make number one hits i think it's a record they just really wanted to make
0: Hey, um, question. Are there two singers in the band? Do they both, they both sing? They right. both sing. So, it so, yeah. makes so much sense now.
1: Okay, because, yeah, I was just about to ask the same question because the, the voice sounds like, it still sounds like a choir boy. It's like a, yeah. an angel. Like, I mean, how can you sound like that? I've seen the photos of them. They've that, got that, long that, white yeah. hair. That's, and the, that's it's what, like as a baby boy voice.
3: That's what freaked me out about this live 2019 footage because I was out of the blue I'm like, I have a massive knowledge gap between like 1989 and, and now. So it's 20 years. I'm like... Are they still alive? Yeah, are, they, of course. You know, are they running a cult? <laughs> you know? No, no, they are just like nailing it live in front of 100,000 Swedish
1: Which people. Which is awesome. Did, did <laughs> yeah. they go off and not be <laughs> friends and then be friends again? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. And so they're friends again. So they're, but they're English, yeah? Yeah,
0: yes. From Bath. From uh, Bath. Yeah, that's
1: right. But they're just. Cool but
0: how can they have such pure, beautiful voices at this well, age? Well, one of them does and the other one doesn't. Mm. So one yeah, of them it works. Was the, it works The, the guy who left was the lead singer.
1: But mm. even at that, anyone, I'm not talking about just them, but anyone at that age, how can they have that voice?
0: I, I don't know, Kyle. You're the resident singer in the band. Like, just... Hello, mate. It, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, old. Uh, <laughs> tinctures.
3: Well, what is, um, tinctures. What,
0: um, what's Guns of Roses Singer? Excellent. He's Axel. still got a high voice.
3: Here's a, yeah, here's a tangent. Like I saw them at, at MCG. I don't know if you did as well. And
0: I wanted to, but uh, I just it was
3: him. weirdly like his range is still there. Like yeah, they of didn't, it is. they haven't tuned anything.
1: Yeah, down. which is cool. Of course, it's the, the, yeah. you always got your range, but I'm not yeah. talking about your range. I'm talking about it's, the sound of yeah. your
3: voice, like no, the no, actual. That,
1: like there's not even any little ridges yeah, it's, or it's, like. Yeah, I
0: think for those alto guys, yeah. like they, that's something
3: that just stays. It's strikingly maybe he it, got his yeah.
0: balls taken off. So
3: yeah,
1: yeah. like Michael Jackson. <laughs> I don't have to look so upset about your podcast. No, 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 no. I'm just
0: trying to think. I'm trying to think about it. Um, yeah, castrati.
1: I, 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 think they're castrati, yeah.
0: Uh, so I, you I mean obviously the songs that he sings are the ones that are more synonymous, synonymous mm, yeah. with. I want to see him Pears, do that really, yeah. think.
1: but also their harmonies. The way they do, yeah. they they always lock into the same harmony, with I, the same I, harmony forever.
3: Harmonically and melodically, it's really clever as well. Like, there's no, it's not dull you, stuff. You know, can it's you imagine? Definitely not. It's not, it's not hit material. It's not pop radio hit material. But it's like, I feel like it's a revisiting of the fact that they're pretty badass at what they do. I mean, we time.
1: were teenagers when they were writing to us. Like, yeah. they were and shooting they also proof positive a that
3: really, really kind of like not good-looking guys could be the biggest <laughs> pop stars in the world. Like there's some weird <laughs> things going on, those heads. Yeah. You know? I'm just
0: looking at songs for the big chair. And all all heads, are, yeah,
1: all heads you, are good. If thing. you're that good at stuff, <laughs> yeah. really, we were just like lambs to the slaughter before their, their greatness, weren't we? It was just like we didn't even realise how good they were. I thought
0: they were, Yeah, I thought we were realising. No, but
1: I was a kid. I just thought, that's just uh, you know, I just really liked that. I didn't know why I liked it.
0: Look, I don't. I not think I was going to be talking about my dad on this podcast so much tonight. But like, he came back in 1986 from. Uh, he was a school teacher, and he'd been on the the Tasmanian t- uh, trip. And uh, was it the Able Tasman? Uh they went on the Able Tasman. Yep. Went to the Cadbury factory and did all the things that you do in Tasmania in the 80s. And um, not all of them, clearly. <laughs> not, all, not all of them. Um, and uh, he he'd been on the bus for a week with the 11s or whatever. And he came back. and said, "Let's put it on the radio. Put it on the radio on the on the cassette." And uh, we listen to the radio. For- here it is. Here it is. This song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World, best song. Yeah, it is. I'm just like, wow. Like, Winning. You know. And yeah. I
3: have to just interject briefly and say that we did perform that very song in our <laughs> slightly, well, not, I'm Was not going to say clothing, ill-fated. To the quilt To the, gold. Yeah, deep gold. Deep gold. <laughs> to, the, uh, to the quilt convention of 2015, I think it may have been. It might have been earlier than that. Though. How
0: many people were in this band? Was there any synths actually being played? It, in was, this band? We it had was a Will, rehearsal. It was Will Hull Brown
3: on drums and Sam Cope on Sam. keys, Jason DeStoli, my good friend, on guitar and vocals. And we, and heard, we
1: rehearsed at Three Phase. It yeah. was a deep scene, wow. yeah. Wow. yeah.
3: And, we, yeah and, and the quilters danced. The quilters, they came upstairs. They we were in the roof. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> um, they were a wild crowd, those quilt aficionados.
0: <laughs> Why oh, didn't we do Woman in Chains instead?
3: <laughs> well, n- next time.
0: Um, I've got my um, my JxP 3p synthesizer at home and listening to this album this week I've had to get on and. Do, do, <laughs> so good. Didn't quite get there. So obviously it obviously wasn't JX3P, but it might have been like a DX7 well, yeah. or a. Uh, I don't understand what language you're speaking about. Just like, a synthesizer that plays out, do, do, and everybody wants to rule the world.
1: It was so magic. Like Brett's got all these stories about when he was young, listening to Tears for Thieves, He's like, oh, that's where I lived in Noosa when I was young and I was a barman and I would listen to, like, the, I used to play this song, you know, everybody wants to rule the world and, and like a shit off my neighbours and all that sort of stuff. Everybody's got a story about it because it was just a time in your life it was like... This is amazing. I need everyone to know that I'm listening to this really fu- loudly.
0: Also, the funny thing about that song, it's not your traditional pop song either. Like, no. it's like it's such a strange song to be a massive yeah. international hit. Strange. Um,
3: Cleverly written. And it wasn't like a classic New Wave tune either. It was just, like, odd. Yeah. yeah. But I noticed. <laughs>
1: really but like, odd. But was Good pre Was yeah. it written by just those two? Because I noticed there was, a, like, this dude on here, on the writing, like, dude. One of the writing dudes that's on here. This is Sasha Dude. Sasha Skarbek or whatever—he's actually responsible for writing the James Blunt songs. Uh, interesting. Uh, he's written yeah.
0: on the new one on the new album. Yeah, he's written yeah, on the right,
1: new okay. album. And I was like, okay, so maybe did they always always have amazing songwriters come and join them? All they thought they just there was
3: really some good? sort of Geneva convention <laughs> against that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you wouldn't have thought that a band like that would need to be putting other. Yeah. Imagine getting a job
1: do. ever again after writing said song.
0: Mm. Um, the things that I thought were interesting was also um, when, especially when you. Because I was going between songs for the big share and tipping point, and just the the mix profiles between the two were like you look at today's uh, you know plugins with reverb plugins and the width plugins and the depth and space, and you you put them on the cans and it's so massively different. But I also think you know a good song is a good song, and that's always going to trump any sort of really good mix profile. But the mix on this was actually quite amazing um like like you that first song was a real curveball mm. um but then track 2 started and then it's got the ethereal pad soundscapes and you, soundscapes and you're subliminally thinking
3: yeah. Yeah. oh yeah and the that ryth- subconsciously
0: yeah. this is what i was expecting yeah and then the it, rhythm
3: like flips on itself and it's 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 quite yeah it's, it's interesting well
0: but then you get to um was it track 2 or track 3 um yeah the drum start oh yeah i think it is track 2 And the drum start and yeah. you go hang on a second this is just the beat to everybody who wants to rule yeah, the world. Slow right. down. That's right. <laughs> it's
1: kind of yeah, I've got, yeah, that Tears for Fears beat. <laughs> it's <kind of> weird. <laughs> that's
0: all I can
3: understand. <laughs> if it ain't broke.
0: Like, it kind of made me a bit sad. It's um, a thumbprint. You know, yeah, I mean, it's the thing. It's just, it felt like a bit of a shtick, like, do we have to, like, go here at track two? I've waited 20 like, years for
1: this. I want
3: it. <laughs> I think they should have gone there at track one. Well, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> like, well, as I said,
0: Why all, should you not? All it made me do is want to go back and listen to songs from the big chair, which I did a lot. And like you, I put it on the card today really loud to just see yeah. how it sort of up, uh, stacked up, both of the albums. Um... What I say? Um, I actually really liked long, long, long time. Um, really,
1: I didn't. It
0: felt like the bridge. Like it took a while to get there, but when it did, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it felt like um that that song sort of felt like a bridge that I could walk over between nineteen eighty five and twenty twenty two. That song, um, <laughs> uh, sounded like Enya. Break the man. I thought break the man. What what song number was that? Four. I thought that had kind of like a wham yeah. sort of dance beat, like it's sort of like everything she mm. wants. That yeah. sort of felt like that. Very summary, yeah. Um, and that was that, that felt like another song that I could walk over the metaphorical bridge from eighty five to twenty two. Um, from what years? Eighty five to twenty
1: two. Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. It felt like I needed to, like a bridge to take me yeah. from one place to well, the other. Nobody with this wants band. to
1: hear something that's totally new and. Like, you know, I can't. I want to be able to hear Tears for
0: Fears, yeah. I mean, and obviously, you know, a band like Tears for Fears would be listening to this podcast and like yeah, wanting to hear yeah. what I think <laughs> and wanting to hear about my metaphorical bridge. Um, so like, I thought it started off actually pretty well. Um, I thought, I thought my, de- my demons felt a bit lazy.
3: Yeah. I like it It's like It's that underworld Underneath the radar lazy. Yeah so That's exactly, actually, yeah, yeah.
1: exactly That's, so, that's
0: exactly that? What I thought Who is that Doctor of the TARDIS
3: Yeah Oh god oh. It's so good KLF was
0: K- That's K- 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 that K- exactly What it was KLF is gonna rock um, you. Rivers of Mercy Was okay With the intro I was sort of Fully ready for it. this is what I've written. I've written for this one. I was ready for it to burst into New Order style 16th note yeah. <laughs> dance hall. <laughs> and then it didn't happen and it became like a torch song. So I was yeah. thinking maybe New Order could do a remix of this track. <laughs> that would work. Um Are and they then still it had, together? I think so. Um I mean the string arrangements were very beatlesque, Please be happy. I really like that. Um, you know, that was more reminiscent of Sowing the Seeds, zira um and I liked it that it was three minutes. I thought a three minute song is well constructed. Thank the Lord for three minute songs, <laughs> I tell you.
3: After cheapest creepers, like that was the beauty of the ear of the 45 single, like it yeah, it's like you had to 20. rein it in. Yeah, Nobody wants an eleven minute fucking that. musical vomit. Yeah. If Unless it if, look, if it rave. needs to be four
0: minutes because it's a good song or four thirty, okay. But like does it need to be this long? Um Master Plan, as you th- I said, that had the Beatles-esque mm-hmm. sort of harmonies and the McCartney bouncing bass in the pre-chorus and then the walking up passages in the chorus. Um, End of Night, which I played first, was yes. the song with the that, like, you know, that's what an English modern post-wave band would play now. Yeah, yeah. I was just like, yeah, we can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, and they put it down the album to sort of like say, we can do this, but we're yeah. going to put it down the album. Yes. Watch me now. <laughs> yeah. And um, I don't know. Okay, so I, like, I went... And put it up loud today on the way over here because I like I want to see if it stacked up.
3: It kind of car. felt
0: like just didn't get there for me, you know. It's a fifth call. I, Would I listen to it again? I'm like going, you know what? It's okay, but I probably.
3: I think you should give it a fourth listen. I recommend <laughs> a fourth listen. <laughs>
0: I'm probably not going to go there. Like, I, I on your way home. Well, or no, maybe maybe your, home. I walk. Yeah, maybe yeah. listen to yeah. it twice I'm, on the way home. on He'll the way home on the yeah. road works yeah. Yeah. through the uh, Monash Tunnel. He'll be hooked then. <laughs> yeah. Um, Kylie, what, what about you? Uh,
1: well, I agree with you guys so much. Like, really, you know, I don't understand all the little bits. You know, as I said, Um me either. I didn't even know their names. You know, like I just I just loved all their songs from the from the past. It made me feel happy and in, in, like I was back at school. Uh, but I thought it was really weird that yeah that they opened with that guitar track and I was like oh it felt a bit like they were trying to be like um what's his name you know Neil Neil uh, this. Neil Young no the other one the the, the Kiwis that we, we 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 own oh Neil Finn oh, yeah
0: that actually that <laughs> remind yeah. me a lot because you yeah. were on last time when we did the Crowded yeah. House album yeah. the ones that
3: infected yeah, Fleetwood Mac to be that. It did, like yeah. a fungus. <laughs> yeah.
0: I didn't mind your vegan fleet with Mac, dude. I thought I was okay. I like, guess
3: don't, that's fine. Don't that's how the fungus me. wants you to think. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that, those ants. That's that harsh. Totally controlled.
0: Harsh, harsh. Look, the real Yuri's coming out like with five minutes to go on the show. Come on, man. Um, yeah, I did feel that there was a lot of that in this album yeah, as well. Maybe like like a, sometimes Heritage. Well, I guess because they're so, saying, yeah,
1: Heritage Act, obviously. And they're going, well, you know, you guys think we're all about this and that and the other, but we can actually, I can actually play. Anything I want, and I can just play it on the guitar, and you'll be fucking impressed, right? Because I'm fucking awesome. And that's good because I want them to be because they're amazing. Okay, so I was, but I was like, oh, if I was a super duper fan, I'd be like, oh, I don't know, I, I fear change. Um, but you know, it was all good. I, I liked the word, you know, freedom is no small thing because it's true. It's like, it's a bit like, oh, God, that's a bit grown up. Um, so then the tipping point, uh, the harmonies got me like, I just was like, I remembered like their falsetto harmonies, their, their voices, it's just all about the voices for me, obviously. And that beat turned up there. And I was just like, they're such great songwriters that it's like shooting fish in a barrel for them. It's like, oh, do you want to get together and do some fucking shit that everyone, we will just lie on the couch and do it. And everyone would be like, oh, you're amazing. Um, Long, long, long time. That really kind of bored me. But, you know, I don't know. The Enya style BBS, yeah, that was nice. Uh but really, there was nothing going on there. Break happened, them in. By the way, quick interjection,
3: mm, Enya, yeah. what's going on with Enya? I'm having the same thought now that I had about Tears for Fears. Like, I need to know what Enya's up to.
0: Uh mm. what well, how many songs of Enya do you know apart from they the one? They all sound the, the same. <laughs> well, that, that is
3: I like
1: all those songs. songs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah what, way, what else? Are you know, really like, Orinoco Flow. Thank yeah, you very sorry. much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you really as interested or are you yeah, just no, like, yeah. first, I'm going to check that out but, when I get it. But it right. was okay. a vibe, wasn't it? It was beautiful
1: yeah. and that she had a thing and she, you know. She's a lot better looking it.
0: than the other two guys from Tears for Fears.
1: Well, I thought they were quite pretty, you know, from their press shots when I was in, like, you know, in Year 7. Um, all members
0: of Tears for
3: Fears are good. Yep. And uh, so Break the yep. that. I all the new that way bands one. are good.
1: Well, but in the 80s everybody was kind of, yeah. If it, they were boy George and Marilyn, or they were like, because everyone everyone was like, you accepted that they were either trans or gay, so you didn't, you know, they wore less makeup than others. Break the Man was, I thought, synth heavy and um, Summary Cause I really liked. I thought it was quite pretty. And then My Demons, um, yeah, I like. We we talked about. It. I really liked that. And it, as that was that Sasha dude who was responsible for Miley's. He he wrote Marley's Wrecking Ball song, and he wrote um James Blunt's Beautiful and a his other Song that he wrote. Um, and I liked that because I like my sexuality. tried so at it. The
3: Hague, really, should
1: <laughs> I know, and like imagine inviting uh, him to come uh, on and write with you when you probably. know that what he's written. But anyway, um, Rivers, they're obviously not on the same team as us about teasing people. Rivers of Mercy, I thought, that was like, yeah, a bit boring, uh, a bit valid Yeah. Like, yeah, as I said, you know, I want more Woman in Chains. Um, Please Be Happy, that's just a obviously full emo song, um, yeah not my interest It's uh, it great It's great poetry It's great for like, you to sit in, in your fucking chair And slash up I that, that was kind of cool for that Whatever But I did like the words If you lay among the graves You will see other ghosts I thought that was kind of cool Like yeah they're great poets You know like Everybody's good at this show. And then Master Plan The Beatles That was lovely But I just feel like You know all the songs That they're writing All the words that they're singing They're gazing at their own mortality
3: They're all like They're old men now They're yeah, going no, okay.
1: yep. oh, you know it's like Oh everybody's This is what's going to happen oh, so well, That's just like. what
3: happens With humans They're just yeah,
1: mm-hmm. I know, but like,
3: and you know, so, you know, yeah. they get cantankerous, and and it's like, just you just got to in... pray that they don't have a massive nuclear arsenal at their disposal yeah. <laughs> yeah. when they hit that age bracket.
0: <laughs> you, you sort of kind of wish Putin would just sort of say, "Let's just get the band back together" or <laughs> something like that, rather than like yeah. having to like think about all the bullshit. Don't have to that he's prove going yourself,
1: with. like, don't go out bashing people. Just write some sad songs about how you wish you'd done things better in your life or something, um, and that we're probably going to die soon. And do you think you're nearly at that point is. in
0: your life, Kylie? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I
1: mean, like, you know. I'm like at, at I'm at the um um James uh Uncle James like lawn mowing service uh, <laughs> stage of my life. Um and so end of the night enjoying the, I, f- I felt like they were enjoying all their toys. Like, yes. they were like I've got this toy and I've got this toy. I felt what like
0: does this one they couldn't just give that song to Arctic Monkeys Look, or what does this one do? it like?
1: what, what does this button do? Like oh, let's play that one. Uh, number 10, that's 10 songs. Yeah, so stay mm, yep, yeah, that's when I was like yep, yeah, what that choir boy voice. That's just I mean, you know, I'm amazed by that, by that human that human perfectness that is still there within the frailty. Like, he I has got it. a
0: pretty voice.
1: So beautiful. And it made me want to go back and listen to their good songs. Like the good song. But you know, yeah. for me, I only think those are good songs because I remember them and I and I was like bashed over the head with them by, you know, mainstream radio. But like I, I'm sure if I was a massive fan like you are, Yuri, I would find some happiness in this album. It's quite a lovely album.
0: Hmm. Okay. Well Let's send it. Let's send it home to the rating scale. Mm-hmm. Um, Yuri.
3: Ten. Oh, no, it's, <laughs>
0: it's a full <laughs> macker.
3: No. It's a full
1: macker. I'm, I'm
3: giving it an eight, a nostalgic eight. Okay. For me because I just like, I like hearing people's journeys and the mm. fact they're still on them, even if it's not so relevant in the, uh, the youthosphere. Yeah. or whatever you want to call it these like, days. Our kids all, today are all wrong. All,
0: all bands are still relevant. But
1: well, the know. goodness and the cleverness no, of not. them. No. But I mean, no, I mean
3: I'm mean, the guest. I'm allowed to say that there's several bands that are definitely not relevant. <laughs>
0: well, I mean... <laughs> This, it is cool. I mean, this is not like a band <laughs> that have been doing it for twenty years and regurgitating, rehashing. Like they have had, had a long break, break and then they've come back and they're, Jinx. you know, they've. They hopefully they're doing it for the right reasons, and I think they they are.
1: I want to see some videos. You know how you said you saw them singing. I think that's important because I, I think that's lovely to see that they don't give a shit about
3: that. That's right. Some bands, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a journey.
0: Um, how much would it would it be like that be getting on the heritage on the heritage? Uh, you know what, what's that? That's probably two a couple hundred grand for a for a big festival in Sweden. Easy,
3: probably. Easy, I'd, yeah, maybe surely like hundred thousand recently, euros or something. One of them Ooh.
1: probably recently got divorced or something and had to like
0: pay off. It. Uh, one lost so. his wife just recently, so I think he's where do, but where what
1: you about, lose it? Well, so <laughs> like yeah, so he's free to go work now.
0: Um, All right, Kylie, what did you think? We're going to rate it up.
1: I I liked it. I think I really, as I said, I'm enjoying the fact, you guys are assholes, but I really enjoy the fact that, yeah, they're older guys and one of them has got long white hair and they don't even care. They're just going, we're really awesome. We've always been awesome and we're just like, we had a break from being awesome, but we're just going to continue that little bit now. I think it's really nice. I love what they do. They're very clever and I'm going to give it a nine.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's a really, that's I, nearly a full maca. I
1: know. I really enjoy the fact that they've, you know, just gone, hey, actually, we're really good at this. Do you reckon we should just do it a bit more? And they're like, yeah, let's, let's show the kids what we got. Like, fuck those little fuckers.
0: Wow.
1: <laughs> I bet they can't do this and they can't. So suck shit. Like, I like
0: it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. Okay. Look, I'm just going to not go there. Um. I wanted to like it. I really did. Like, I gave it a really good wow. go. And I, I. And t- you're going to listen to it on the way home? No. I, look, I listened. <laughs> I thought I don't know what I'm going to give this. I'm going to listen to this really loud on the way over here and make four. up my mind. Listen
3: number four, four times. <laughs> and it, listen it, to Yuri. This is a suspended uh, a vote. He's Russian. you only listened to it twice.
0: Look, if I factored in, if I rated songs from the big chair and factored that in and averaged it out, it would get a lot higher, Mark. But I just, I'm going to, I'm going to sit at the, um, the six, the six, uh, the six pack. Wow, that's diplomatic.
1: It's a mid-strength six-pack. Okay, it's a um,
0: mid-strength six-pack. Okay, look, like I mean, Yuri sort of um, didn't really give me much kudos from a Roger little creatures Roger before, but like I'd sit there and drink it and happily drink it. Uh, it's not like I'm having a Great Northern or something like that.
3: But all all mid-strength beers are good. I don't think they are.
0: Oh, we can <laughs> we can actually disagree on that. <laughs> um... All right, so that, what we got? We've got an eight, we've got a nine, and yeah. we've got a six, and I think that brings the average down to probably where it should be this album. Um,
1: also, I like the fact that they write their own songs and they don't have nine writers on every song. I yeah. like
0: that. I mean, that's, that's just just a genre thing, isn't it? Like hip hop versus rock and roll. Yeah,
1: it's not rock and roll, it's pop.
0: Okay, so sorry. M- m- post new wave synth pop, mm. all, you know, versus hip hop. It's, it's still yeah. ownership
1: yeah. and cleverness, and I rate that highly.
0: Um. All right. Well, you
3: you know, one of these guys you would see in Ivanhoe driving a (laughs) Jaguar. You know, so it's like I I dig that too.
0: (laughs) For all uh, unashamedly non-Melbourne people, like I don't know. We, I mean, what what's it's sort of. Upper middle class. Brighton? Upper middle,
3: upper middle, no, not not no, so much Brighton. Definitely not more, not. more yeah, Ivanhoe. Uh, yeah, like upper middle. Upper middle. Adelberg, i
0: Ivanhoe. What yeah, are we talking
1: yeah. in other countries? Po- where would we be?
0: Polo, shirt, <laughs> polo shirts in the summer, um, um, woolen sort of cashmere mm. sweaters mm. in the winter and jags, maybe saabs.
1: A great tan yeah, in the w- winter. It
0: would have
3: been saabs once upon time. Yeah. Yeah. a time. It would have lovely, been
0: a, saabs,
1: yeah. A lovely tan in the winter and your hair just so. Yeah,
0: a little yeah. tolerance,
3: not much tolerance. Um, <laughs>
0: look. Yuri, thank you so much for coming on tonight. You're awesome, Yuri. Thank Um, you. It's been a pleasure. What's coming up? Anything?
3: Is
1: there anything I forgot to ask you? What's your next recording that you're doing?
3: I have no idea. I live (laughs) in a 72-hour window, Um, rolling window. What's your next gig? Uh, Actually, I'm filling in for, uh, well, I'm sort of taking the last few Cat Empire shows In Ah, place of Mr Ryan Munro Fantastic Which is a daunting task Put it that way Um, Double bass Not for you No double bass No double bass for me I can barely barely handle a single one Um Um but anyway, I mean, that, that's, uh, thats this <laughs> is
0: coming from a man who could wield his way around a cello with bass strings on it, and yeah. he, you know, sure he could quite easily wield a double bass. But yeah, oh,
3: it's been a long, it's been several decades. So um, you've got
0: blues fest coming up, I guess, haven't you?
3: Yeah, yeah, I, I, and I don't, I assume it's still on. I mean, it's been raining a lot up there. I don't know what. Like. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah we It always yeah. rains up there.
1: Yeah. So yeah, um, it's good to know that you're gigging all the time, and I, I'm sure you you gigged probably in lockdown when everyone else didn't have, because you probably had secret gigs.
3: No, no. Um, <laughs> I'm semi-retired.
1: Also, yeah. can you please just, I just want to give a shout out to Meatloaf. I'm just one of these
3: punishing humans who just talks about crypto now.
1: What's. <laughs> I want, wish we had a gone on that. What is Meatloaf's cat friend's name? Is it uh, Thelma? No.
3: I, I, oh, there's, there's several cats. Um, oh,
1: you uh, got it. You're a you, cat with no eyes. You're the cat, you cat ladies, yeah. now, aren't
3: you? Yeah, and then there's Porch Cat in the backyard.
0: <laughs> Where do we just go? What, it's
3: what's happening?
1: I'm just doing a shout out to Yuri's family. I animals. I just wanted to say hi to, because, like, you know, like.
0: Yeah. Oh, you've got a cat called Meatloaf. No, oh, it's a
3: dog called We
1: watch, you know, like basically it's Meatloaf TV, isn't
0: it? Yeah. <laughs> okay.
3: Great. So <laughs> that's good. Let's take it way out of the music industry for, for yeah. a nice closer.
0: So Cat Empire, Bamboos, um, yeah,
3: bits and pieces, God, and God. we didn't
0: even talk. Oh, you know the one thing we didn't even talk about. I wanted to talk about in the intro. What? We didn't even get to it. Was the. Um, the finishing up of the legendary
3: Christmas night party. Oh my God, Yuri! The oh, Christmas party. When no, is it no, happening we're, we're, again? We're, we're back. We're, we're, we're back. <laughs> was yeah.
1: it? How many times did you have it off?
3: Uh, well, it's been one actually, just the one because there was a really tiny party for some OG crew uh, during the where we were permitted to in twenty 2020. twenty. Yeah. Twenty twenty one. We almost got it over the line. I mean, I'm just a figurehead now. I've <laughs> I have officially retired. Yeah. Have you? But you know. How just like John Farnham, I have I have found Jack's a new sp- new spring in my step. So we'll be at Party 18 in 2022, and it's just gonna get big. I think we had f- 600 people at the last one. So everybody, um, text me on. <laughs> Gen- uh december twenty four I'll I've been let you wanting know. to
1: come to one of your parties for the whole of my life but I have to wait till my kids move out and just just between them moving out and me having grandkids, I might be able to come to it well,
0: as, <laughs> as people who have you know grew up in the country and always at home yeah. in the country on Christmas Day no, never get to uh, be a part of it but maybe much like this podcast when we when this podcast has its fiftieth episode we're going to get a banner. And we're going to, I reckon, I'm going to run through the banner. <laughs> yeah. So maybe when you get to 20, you should just like get a banner. You can buy, I, I can put you on to where you get the hey, banners I'm from. I'm northern, Ca- got Downs. Down. So you do it. Uh, it's like 200 bucks <sighs> for a half decent <sighs> it's a one. That's a bargain. Oh,
3: sorry.
1: How are you going finding houses for that house? It's tough. Uh, as, as,
3: as you slide deeper into this kind of animal house weird phase of my life where. I'm just like this weird old guy at the party. Um, <laughs> it is harder. But, like, you know, somebody's got a party because a party isn't just like. Four people drinking red wine in someone's house. Maybe
1: we shouldn't be telling people about it online. If there's not a motorbike going
3: down the stairs (laughs) in the house, it's not a party. I
1: mean, I love the fact that you guys would like double glaze the windows and change the carpet and all that sort of stuff just for the actual part and and redo, you know, like every surface of the house so that you could just then take it out and hose everything off.
3: I'd like to thank uh, the Victorian (laughs) Police Force for... Yeah, their yeah. tolerance across Thanks, this guys. last two decades and, I, and future tolerance they can't wait to come to i home. mean we
0: didn't really put it in context but every Christmas night yuri has a party to all end all parties yuri and uh, all his friends and uh he has lots of, friends. Lot of it's friends not just me and it's for, and it's it's for the um yeah yuri and friends and it's for the um it's for the misfits, isn't it? And the people who don't even know anywhere to go on Christmas.
3: Basically, yeah. Yeah. It mm. started out that way and now it's just it's just some play. heaving disaster.
0: It's legendary. <laughs> and it's been gone but is back.
3: It's only had one <laughs> year off, technically speaking. So we will return. And I'm just revitalised and full of barocca. <laughs> well on <Yes>. that note <laughs> It's just Barocca.
0: <laughs> on that note, on that note, thank you, Yuri. Thank you so much for coming tonight. Um, Kylie, thank you for um, stepping into the co-host chair. So admirably, I'm sure it can only get better from here. Thank you. Can Uh, I
1: do some edits after this? Thanks. I'll
0: do some noddies, yeah? (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. We'll (laughs) talk about it later. Thank you very much for
1: having me. I really appreciate it. So nice to see you both Uh, in my house.
0: um, Did you like your dinner? uh, The goat curry was beautiful. The red wine was amazing. Did you know Um, it was goat?
3: (laughs) Yeah. I I love goat.
0: Let's do it again next week. Um, That has been episode 36 of the All Music Is Good podcast. We'll see you next week.